When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Who Cares About the Rock Hall, a podcast about the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. I'm your host, Joe Pozzala. I know entirely too much about the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. It is my curse. It is my burden. But uh, today, perhaps we could do some good with it. With me, as always, is my co-host, the skeptic, the voice of the people, the little devil on my shoulder, Kristen Stuttered. Hi, Kristen. Hi, Joe. It's a big day. You know what we're doing? Uh, we are talking to voters. We are doing our annual voter reach out program uh talking to this is it we're getting out the vote this is something Mm -hmm. i do every two years i make uh i usually am calling strangers though so this is you do this more frequently i i do yeah i i call just annually i call rockhole voters annually and i i phone bank strangers probably every two years (laughs) it's it's an exciting time i know our our listeners like these episodes a lot in insight into something that is typically done privately um and we're gonna kick things off with a bang two of our favorites uh every year we we talk to them at the same time uh first let's bring in a current nominating committee member Mm. uh you might know her from hits magazine karen globber welcome back to the show Hi, how are you? Good morning. Perennial favorite. Thank you. This is the third year you're going to try to convince me. We're going to we're going to do our best and you know, you you will either uh pretend you don't you're not going to you're not going to pay attention uh to us or you're going to pretend that uh, who knows that that's the thing is. You're you're True mysterious wild card <laughs> perennial favorite. Uh but we, but we, we love it. Dancer to her own drum, banging on her own drum. Yes. Doesn't want to work. It, which sounds like a really bad Todd Rundgren song, who actually hmm. is in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. So so anything um, is possible. I may listen to Joe on this one, though. Oh, It could happen. I can be convincing. I may listen to him. Uh, but also I may completely shit the bed. Our our second guest with us, friend of, friend of the show, friend of the Karen, recently back in Philadelphia at, at WXPN, Jim McGuinn. Hey, Jim. Hey, you guys. Great to be back again. It's that, you know, it's like hope springs eternal. Uh, at the opening day of baseball season, everyone's in first place and last place. And mm-hmm. until the votes are counted, <laughs> everybody's got a chance to make the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, right? I like that analogy. Wow. Beautiful. Everybody's in first place right now. That's right. All right, gang. So let's let's start with... And not, you know, I have I have some ideas of of where you guys might lie, but is there anybody on the ballot where you're voting for them? It does not matter what we say. It does not matter what transpires here. They're getting a they're a getting check. a check mark from you. Okay, Joe and Kristen, since you know me a little bit, who do you think I'm gonna say as my I mean, first pick? And I will and I will acknowledge that. Kristen and I haven't really discussed this yet, but we don't have our plan of attack, so to speak, when we talk to everybody. But at the top of my list 
is I will be making a strong, what I'm going to call this year, a bush push. Uh, oh gosh, I think you shouldn't. I'm gonna. I'm gonna be making a. You bush can tell push. we did not discuss this ahead of time. I literally was out of the country until yesterday. The the and you know that no. is technically a, another uh, sports reference. That's a, a college, uh, infamous college football play uh, for a game that, if you can believe it or not, I was I attended. It was about uh, a USC football player pushing another guy into the end zone, which is not. Uh, allowed, uh, but got away with it anyway. But we're not talking about that, of course. Kate Bush, who we know Karen is an advocate for, mm-hmm. and as are we. And so, are, are we to assume Kate's getting that? that That's push. who I would have thought is. She had get the it. biggest song. She had the single biggest song of last summer. Without her involvement, it's incredible. Like the greatest Absolutely. comeback. She with, did enjoy it though. With without mm-hmm. any. Uh, she didn't have to do anything Having to leave the house. No, it, just that she really wanted it. Remarkable. Yeah. You, it, it, it perfectly she fit her sat lifestyle. at the top of the hill and let them run to her. Very good. That's magic. Absolutely. Right? And that's that's why I mean, we always kind of advocate for her. But I'm like now more than ever, like if what year is going to be better than this one when she had this incredible come back and her song was everywhere and it went back to radio and it was like in new formats it never was before i mean remarkable we don't even have to do a bush push on this one uh <laughs> you like it you're already saying i hate it, it. i truly hate it <laughs> thank you Kristen. um but i like kate bush and so i'm pro that you know what would be very cool about this What's that? Did you know that there's Kate and Big Boy from Outcast have uh-huh. a song that's coming out mm-hmm. that they did together that's Could been they, finally, they finally it? finished and it's unbelievable. So the timing would be great. The rumor that she doesn't fly is untrue. Ooh. Okay. She is not afraid of flying. So how amazing would that be to have her wherever they do the Hall of Fame this year to have her there? Then I can sob openly. What a phenomenal acknowledgement of such a crazy career that has been done 100% on her own terms. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Agreed. I know I'm preaching to the converted, oh. but. Well, and that would be a wonderful thing also if like, you know, then we get big boy involved in the ceremony and that sets up, which is something we've been advocating for for many years, which is an outcast nomination at the very least. And then, you know, inevitable induction. Jim, how do you feel about about Kate Bush? You know, last year I was in and voted for Kate Bush along with Karen. And I felt like they were those sort of votes that are a little bit more symbolic because you don't really Mm -hmm. think that it's going to happen but Mm -hmm. who who knew what would then transpire in the next year so i'm still on board and you know i I think with with such an american-based organization as the hall it's like when you look at the impact that she had on on so many artists in the 70s and and late 70s and early 80s and in england I, i mean she was such an auteur and such a you know tremendously talented artist that that was perhaps never really given the the mainstream due in America until this very moment, which is so cool. And it's and it's cool to see the enduring influence though that she has had on artists as generations go on, you know, and you see it almost like increases year over year. In a way, it's like the Velvet Underground thing or something like that, where she's more impactful on contemporary artists than she was even in the prime of her career when she was making incredible records. And 
at least as an American kid growing up in that era, I wasn't really exposed to her as much, you know, mm-hmm. uh, outside of maybe, you know, this song the first time in 1985. But, uh, you know, I didn't know all of her early work until much, much later. So it's great to be able to shine a spotlight on that. You know, when you look back and you're like, wow, she was a teen who had a self-written record that was number one, you know, off mm-hmm. of, off the bat in 1978 or 79, right? Like, just amazing. Hit the ground running. I think no further discussion necessary, Kate Bush. Now, is is there anybody else up there on Bush level? Joe, I'm I'm giving you one here that you were the first person to bring this up to me before it made a ballot, Yay. and I'm giving, and I know you're you love a compliment, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, <laughs> but Jim and I were talking, we texting before we got on this call, and I said I'm voting with emotion this year, rather than being strategic or trying to think about who's got the best shot or who necessarily in the canon of rock and roll, I'm going pure emotion and I'm going with joy division and new order. Hell yes. I've spent 40 years only working in alternative music. So I've seen the influence. I've been to many dozens of new order shows. I've done drugs with new order i in the <laughs> 80s as we do and those records changed joy division into new order just such a completely different sound and it changed everything and joe was the first person to bring this up three years ago probably I believe the first mm-hmm. Time. Mm-hmm. yeah when they were pitched in the meeting i did have your little face in my brain when uh <laughs> when i applauded the person who brought it up so i will be definitely voting for joy division slash new order music to my ears love to hear it the one on my list before we even got out of this call that i'm like not negotiable on is also the joy division new order i i'm so happy to hear that i knew i mean i looked at i looked at your faces i looked at your glasses i said (laughs) (laughs) i looked at your shirt and uh you know and i said this is happening uh jim is wearing a television shirt uh for the for the listener their impact cannot be overestimated i mean this is and they shouldn't have to wait around like craft work to be like backdoored in or something like that this Mm -hmm. is like one of the most important bands in the history of music and if you can unwind rock and roll history and go back and then you can say for better or worse you know without this there would be no that it, the list of that is starts with you two and goes way beyond that, you mm-hmm. know, into almost all the electronic music that we heard in the 90s and the 2000s into all the post-punk music that keeps regenerating itself on that branch of the rock and roll tree uh, year over year. I just I was traveling last summer. I went to and I went record shopping in Poland and Germany. And it was like every country I went to, I was buying like records from the early 80s and having this revelation that you know in the 60s the beatles influence was so omnipresent that every you know there were bands in africa that were trying to make beatles records there were bands in thailand (laughs) making beatles records well there were bands all over particularly in eastern europe making joy division records in the early 80s you know their version of that sound it's just it's there's so fundamentally important in the in the evolution of rock and roll and it's about time you know that they get recognized and be brought into you know get past the classic rock era and into a a more forward uh era at all even if just for blue monday right 
Oh my god! One of the I mean, influential songs ever. Truly. Yeah, one of yeah. the maybe the I think the best selling twelve inch uh, of all time, and just and love will tear us apart. Love vigilantes. I mean, the, mm-hmm. you know, Peter Hook's bass lines, like the the melding of electronic music with guitar rock music, and uh, yeah, just. All right, enough said, right? It's <laughs> yeah. I mean, it, it, listeners to this show know that I have uh, gone off uh, <laughs> on, on, this, on this group quite a bit. Warms my heart that you brought it up, Karen, and I didn't. Yep. And you were just underappreciated. Your influence has been underappreciated, and I just want to acknowledge that. Wait, are you going to vote for me? Am I the next person you're voting for? <laughs> yes. All right. So next up, I know I I have my prediction of of where Kristen would go, and it's actually where I would go as well. What our our pitch would be, mm-hmm. um, and it would be I would say one of the more experimental artists on the ballot, and someone who, like we were saying when you talk about changing the landscape, mm-hmm. and a, a newly eligible artist, and it's Missy mm-hmm. Elliott. I think the artistry is, you know, top level, uh, you know, and, and also in, you know, we can, we can talk specifically about the work and the music and the artistry, and that is enough, but there is that other element of, we do not have a female hip hop artist in the hall yet. And so this Mm -hmm. would also, in addition to all the criteria, uh, from the work itself, there's the historical element to it as well. I agree with you on Missy a hundred percent. I think she's such a badass. And if you talk about female producers and you've got Missy and you've got Kate Bush on, on different eras and different ends of the spectrum, but both have been so revolutionary in their influence and the music that they created and continue to create. When I think of her, her, I think about the videos. I think about like the sort of like cultural moment of having somebody who's, who has that sort of a not, typical body type and mm-hmm. you know and, yes. and and achieving like this tremendous success and i was fortunate to be in minnesota when lizzo kind of appeared on the scene mm-hmm. and clearly you know a huge influence i'm so glad they ultimately collaborated together and there was like a passing of the torch almost i think or a, or at least like hey we're on the same team kind of moment and again it's another artist that it's, it's hard to uh overestimate the challenges that they faced and the fact that that they made such incredible work. So I I am my only hesitation on Missy is that you know, and you guys have talked in the past about putting artists in lanes. I think you know, mm-hmm. like here's the rock lane, here's the classic rock lane, whatever. Mm-hmm. I love a tribe called Quest, and I go back to their albums and listen to their music more than I listen to Missy Elliott. But in terms of being such a tremendous groundbreaking artist, because partially because she's she's a woman and there weren't as many women breaking through at that time. I think I got to go with Missy. Well, you can also vote for Tribe still. I mean, Oh, I know. I just, right. you know, there, there's other lanes that I need True. to try to, you know. All right. So we got three on the, we got three on the ballot, three great Love ones. This. That are, I'm thrilled. Our so far, I'm just, for me, I'm like, you could vote for, and I don't care who else you vote for. I'm like really just so very happy. I mean, I hope you vote for more people that I'm like really pulling for, but I'm, <laughs> I'm so happy right now. Joe, okay, so then help me, riddle me this. So do you acknowledge Willie Nelson because he's turning, turned 90 and that he's, he's on the ballot and that's a great thing? Or do you acknowledge the that Warren Zevon's finally on the ballot and maybe the tide has turned for him and he won't be there to 
you know, acknowledge it, but his family will. And it's been such a groundswell of support for Warren Zevon over the years. I mean, mm-hmm. that those are the I'm in between those two right now is Willie or Warren. Okay. Well, I would actually say Warren could probably Warren use your vote. Could use your vote, yeah. Whereas I think Willie's probably walking in. I think Willie's going to have a lot of votes because he's the biggest, most iconic name for the longest time. Whereas Zevon, Zevon's been underappreciated for pretty much his entire career. I mean, he's uh, you know his lyricism is I think so so literate and brilliant. And, you know, I think by design, he has always like existed on the fringes and and liked that space, you know, where he can kind of be the wry dude at the back of the classroom making sarcastic comments. Not something Karen's into at all. (laughs) (laughs) No. Jim, what's your take? You know, uh, well, what I want to know from from Joe and Kristen is you just said something you said. Willie's already got the votes. He's walking in. Mm-hmm. Who else has already got the votes and walking in? I mean, well, we we have we have some ideas, but uh, I do think this is a this is the most competitive ballot we've seen in a very Agreed. long time. It's a good ballot, uh, yeah. and it's it's not as easy to predict. There aren't as many like obvious choices. I think Willie seems like very like kind of the number one. Clearly, in the you know? in the front, in, in our opinion. Uh, you know, we often do the the mom test, which often is what tells you who's going to get in. Obviously, there are exceptions at times, but it's uh, does my mom is my mom very aware of this artist? <laughs> you know, and like we, we saw last year, like it, that it was definitely mom test, and you know that could be we, a problem for Warren Zevon. Maybe. Oh yes, yeah, no, it totally oh, yeah. could. Warren's Depending not looking on who good. your mom is. Right. Yeah. Right. So my right. mom knows who Warren Zevon is, but she's also kind of like a rock lady from the seventies. So you know, right. like, yeah. And so if we were to go by the mom test, and I had to make a prediction as to who I thought would get in based on that, it would be Willie Nelson, Cheryl Crow, Cindy mm-hmm. Lauper, George Michael, White Stripes, Missy Elliott. Yeah. That would be. And then, but the thing is, I also think you know. Obviously, I think Kate Bush has a has a shot ha- mm-hmm. having had such a good year. I think Joy Division, New Order, new to the ballot, and like so important to so many not only musicians but critics who make up a, a good amount of the voting body. I think they have a shot. Yeah. And then I also think Warren Zevon occupies the. He's not purely classic rock, but he occupies that lane more than anybody else on yeah, the ballot. He's the and closest sort of, you're going to get to that, like traditional uh definition of classic it's played rock. on classic rock radio so yeah. and, and yeah. betting against that is never a wise move either so you know i just named nine we know the class is not going to be nine it is a great ballot this year you know in the previous years that i've been a voter there's always been somebody on it that i've kind of really not liked yeah uh, mm-hmm. you know somebody that was like a commercially very successful a bon jovi just to pick a random artist. Yeah. Like, I mean uh, that in the, like, they're not popular among, like, critics of music. Right. People who, right. you know, think deeply about music are do not tend to be Bon Jovi fans. But, and no. so, like, that's not who's going to vote for them. But, you know, there's usually, like, a Bon Jovi on the ballot. Yeah, and they're tremendously popular artists, and they mm-hmm. often get in. But, but this mm-hmm. ballot, there isn't really anything like that it's funny i was looking at the list and i thought 
wow, I work at a radio station that legitimately plays all 14 of these artists. Yep. Wow. Some more than others, but like, I don't think that's been true any past years. So, I, Jim, you know, as a Philadelphian, not... yeah, not, as a well, Philadelphian, Jim, and as someone mm-hmm. who grew up outside of Philadelphia, I got to acknowledge the spinners. Yeah. I know you've got, so there's a lot going on connection down ballots here, that if you will. That was the soundtrack of my youth. Spinners yeah. are great. We and, love you know, them. Spinners are great. They're on my short list. The Sound of Philadelphia. Tom Bell, who we lost recently and, you know, who was so important to the Spinner's sound. Exactly. Uh, they moved to Atlantic. And then Cindy Lauper, you know, the first record right. made with the Hooters, made the with Hooters. a song by Robert Hazard, who... Is, uh, was a Philadelphia, you know, uh, girls just want to have fun with Robert Hathaway, the Philadelphia legend. Uh, so we're out of legend, but you know, he was a, a big he part was. of this community in the 80s. So yeah, that's right. what Philly connected with. You know, so it's, it's, they're, they're all, and they all have cases you could make for them. You know, I got to go with Soundgarden this year. Mm. I knew that Karen I, was coming through with a Soundgarden vote on this one. And you know what? I was prepared I for it. To. Uh, listen, I Sound, have to. Soundgarden's great. We will not argue that. I work with them on and off for 40 years. I worked with Chris from the beginning days of Soundgarden, and he was beyond gifted, and he was an extraordinary person. And I just, that voice has yet to be replicated. Well, and you said at the beginning, you're voting with your heart, and that is your, that is deeply in your heart. And we will not, there, we will not, uh, I mean, I, I love Soundgarden. You, and, you know, you heart. talked about the beginning stages of of working with them, and you know, I think people might forget Soundgarden's a band that formed in 1984, which is you know Whoa. way earlier than you'd think. Because you think Black Hole Sun was 10 years later. This is a band that was, you know, they were the first band of that kind of Seattle area grunge era to get signed. They were the they were the forefathers, uh, so to speak. You know, they were the, the, the big brothers, did, maybe. I was at A&M. I was oh, at yeah. A&M and I walked and everyone thought that they were like a Zeppelin sound alike. Nobody thought it was alternative. They thought it was like he was just this wannabe. And we put out after the release on Sub Pop, we put out a record on SST that we created sort of a false indie. And I did it with my friends at SST. And so we could sort of elongate any sort of indie possibility with them because we knew what the potential was going to be. We always knew how big they could be, but we didn't want to just go for it. And Alice in Chains, there, it was around that time they had signed to Columbia, Screaming Trees had signed to Epic. It was the whole, and then the next year got signed to everything. Pearl Jam was just, it was a different vibe. Pearl Jam was a slightly different vibe. Even most of them were from Seattle. And it was the single soundtrack that helped explode that sound. But having been in the trenches with Nirvana and Soundgarden and Tad and Mudhoney and all the other bands for so long, I have to acknowledge, and it's not just Chris Cornell, it's Tim Sale, it's Hero, the original bass player, Mm -hmm. who went on to the band truly. I just think it was such an amalgam of four really disparate extraordinarily talented people and i will always i think it, it's time for them to get in soundgarden's good uh i worry that the competition with rage against the machine is going to keep both of them out 
this year mm -hmm. if I'm looking strategically, but I appreciate you you going with your heart. But I also like I love rage and I understand how important they are. And maybe it's unfair that I pick one, but I'm picking one. <laughs> yeah. I mean, these, yeah. these are hard hey, decisions we have to make. Have to be made. <laughs> Jim, do you have a point of view? Oh, well, I, I love them both. This was the soundtrack of my life and my work life throughout the 90s as I was working at Alternative Radio and, and working, you know, with people like Karen from the label side or the manager side and playing all these bands, like some several on this list, particularly Rage and Soundgarden. And um, I think a couple of years ago, I think I was leaning towards voting. Maybe I did vote for Rage one year when we were, I think you may have tried to talk me out of it, but I think I may have voted for Rage uh, one of these years that we were debating it um for the record we have no problem with rage it's just yeah. <laughs> it's as often a strategic uh I, oh i know move. yeah but i mean you know i think unfortunately i think that the argument then was don't vote for them now because they'll probably get in but like when i look at this list i don't know if they'll get in not this year and well, yeah and it's all it's always the same thing it's always the same refrain yeah, of they like, are it doesn't always look good in this the year. crowded uh yeah field. yeah maybe they're, they're the, the perpetual... new york dolls yeah, maybe they're the happen. perpetual, you know, batter that had 2,850 hits instead of 3,000 or something like that. You know, they're not quite going to make it. But no, I had, uh, I mean, what Karen said was right on and very eloquent, but my wry compromise joke was just like, let's just put Audio Slave in the Hall of Fame. <laughs> yeah, get get the, the overlap, the Venn diagram. The overlap happening. You know, I know we were talking about Willie and you were saying that he's very much a favorite, but... Part of me is just like when you have a Willie Nelson on the ballot, I kind of feel like, how can you not vote for Willie Nelson? Well, that's why he's getting in because everybody. I know, will think that. but I mean, like in me, I often use a vote or a couple of votes for things that are like this probably won't make it in, but I want to send a statement, you know. But I don't know. I kind of want to be part of the part of the party. You know what I mean? <laughs> and, uh, and and for all the reasons, all the reasons you guys. Talk to us, you know, talk to us about voting for Dion Warwick a couple of years ago. Like they're still here and mm -hmm. they need to be acknowledged. And why shouldn't I be part of that? I mean, other than you've got your whole like, I'm trying to game the system and strategize around. <laughs> right. Yeah. In our opinion, you don't you don't need to. Uh right. But you know, again, if if you want to have the satisfaction of... You want to be a part of the popular vote. Oh mm -hmm. God, you got me there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Jim, if you want to go Willie, you can, you know. You can go, Willie. You, you've heard what we had, we've had to say. Uh, I hear you. You know, and I mean, it's the same thing, and it is the same thing with the white stripes. Likely to get in, but you know, the other thing is like, you know, are the are the whites on the spectrum from Foo Fighters to Beck? Where do the white stripes fall in terms of ease of getting into the rock it, hall? If we're thinking of artists roughly around the same era, and, and we're also thinking about artists that are well liked by the industry. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, Foo Fighters walked in Beck did not do so hot. I, I go back and forth between trying to strategize my votes and, and, and which is, which is, I think you guys do a great job explaining a lot of that to, to people when they're on the show with you guys. Uh, and then just being like, no, you know, if, if Mickey Mantle is on the hall of fame ballot, you kind of got to vote for him. You know, <laughs> if, if Jackie Robinson shows up on the hall of fame ballot, you don't go, well, he's going to get in. So don't vote for him. Like you kind of got to vote for him to use the baseball analogy. Right. Okay. So, so for that, it's it's coming into this call, I was leaning in on, in my mind, Willie Nelson and the White Stripes. And okay. Willie, talk about lifetime achievement. Oh, my God. You know, and for those things we talked about last year with, with Deanna Warwick, 
the possibility of like him being there at 90 still, you know, instead of waiting and, and maybe he's not there. And the White Stripes, maybe in the way that like Karen talked about some of these artists being personal to her, I was working in radio in the late 90s and it was dire. It was alternative <laughs> radio was no longer the thing that it was when people like Karen and I got into it the decade or so before that. And it was the White Stripes, the Strokes, later, you know, the Killers and other bands that like brought it back. And it mm -hmm. may be the last time rock had a true revival in this slow decline over the last 25 years. And I think about every time I watch a British football match or the World mm -hmm. Cup and mm -hmm. you're like, there is one guitar riff song. <laughs> that I how do you do that you know I thought that Jimmy Page locked the door and threw away the key yeah, and the riffs the are riffs. over mm -hmm. <laughs> and, and there are no more riffs but there is one riff in the last 25 years that has gone universal for every human on the planet and it's mm -hmm. the freaking white stripes it's hard for me to not because of that you know advocate for them hey, you know that's uh Kate Bush Missy Elliott Joy Division New Order Willie and the White Stripes I can support that I mean, I might, if, if you guys said, do you think Willie's totally in, I might take my Willie vote out. But if the White Stripes are not a total lock, I think I'm going to stick with the White Stripes. So okay. I might I might be able to be uh, coerced into either George Michael or somebody else. Uh, yeah, I would, so. I would, yeah, I would say George Michael. I would say George. looking to give that Willie spot to someone else. Yeah. I'm going with a different dead person. You going Zivon? I'm going Zivon. So I've got Kate Bush, Joy Division, Soundgarden, and I'm going with the Spinners instead of Missy Elliott. Oh, really? Whoa. I'm sticking to my Pennsylvania roots. I know how important that group was to my formative years, how popular they were. Mm -hmm. My mother wanted two songs played when we threw her ashes over under the Golden Gate Bridge. She wanted Rubber Band Man and Judy Collins' version of Send in the Clowns. Not Oh, wow. Okay. It was a lot of laughter that day. But Sounds like there's it. Something, there's something about the spinners that really does take me back to my, to my roots and to my sort of entree into 70s soul. And I think about groups like the Shy Lights and all those groups that I grew up just loving and the Delphonics and all of that. And I, the spinners were... That I got to go with the spinners on this one. And listen, I, I I love the spinners. They're they're on my ballot, so I give a thumbs up. Uh, we've got to go to our our next voters. So uh, I thank you guys for joining us. Yes, thank great, you. Great discussion. Always lovely thank to you. talk to you guys. It's the highlight of my year. Aw, All right, thanks, guys. Thank, thank you, you guys. so much. Thank what you. you. Take care. Pantheon Podcast listeners, Christian Swain here to tell you more about my experience with Raycon earbuds. Our family now has three pairs of Raycon earbuds around the house, and my wife just grabbed a pair of the headphone pros to replace some headphones from a company that was double the price. And yes, she loves them. Now, if you haven't pulled the trigger on a pair of Raycons, or even if you have, but you're in the market for another pair because they're just that good, well, now is the time to check them out because they just launched their upgraded model of the best-selling everyday earbuds. 
with Raycon's upgraded everyday earbuds, now you also get active noise cancellation, ergonomic design, and multi-point connectivity that lets you pair with two devices at once. New quick charge function, three customizable sound styles, plus awareness mode. Available in a variety of vibrant new colors to complement any and all skin tones. I even have a pair of earbuds in a cool green color. I have tried just about every earbud known to humankind, and these Raycons are fantastic. Seriously, if you've been wanting to check out Raycons, there truly is no better time. You're going to ask yourself why you didn't check them out sooner, and Raycon offers a 30-day happiness guarantee. So, what are you waiting for? Go to buyraycon.com slash pantheon today to get 20% off your Raycon order, plus free shipping. That's right, you'll get 20% off and free shipping at buyraycon.com slash pantheon. Buyraycon.com slash pantheon. All right, Kristen, that was a, was a good chat we just had. Truly. We're going to call I'm up more, and happy. more voters, more of our will, friends. Our will friends the next voters point. please me similarly? Who knows? Who's to say? Take, taking perhaps a, a left turn. Uh, but, you know, we talk to them every year. Uh, they were both on the nominating committee for a very long time. And uh, now their version of the nominating committee, I suppose, is talking to us. So uh, our apologies. <laughs> Best we can do. <laughs> uh, and we'll bring them in. Greg Geller and Bob Merlis. Hey, guys. Hello. Hello. Hi there. Uh, so it's it's ballot season. We join here on Zoom once a year. We gather here. <laughs> We why come to it, this place. Why is this day different from all other days? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Always great to talk to you guys. And uh, if I'm not mistaken, Greg, you have filled out and turned in your ballot. Bob, you're still working on it. Yeah, I, I haven't done a thing. I found the uh, the mail-in envelope. I'm pretty proud of myself for schlepping this around for the better part of six <laughs> weeks before. I usually lose things like that, yeah. but I haven't. Yeah. So. I, sh- I should have waited, but I just couldn't help myself. Couldn't help yourself. Got carried yeah. away. Even at your advanced age, you could be an influencer. I'm <laughs> willing to listen. Yeah. A L- little afraid of uh, coming before us with an empty ballot, Greg. I understand. It's fine. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a vulnerable are- position to be in. And, uh, you know. My my filled in ballot was nearly empty, as it turns out, this year. Taken taken the strategic route of okay. uh, only filling no, in. No, actually, no strategy. I voted for the people I could figure out a reason to vote for. Well, wow. maybe it's unintentionally strategic. Yeah, because if you only vote for three, you know, it's uh, that's, in, that's in a, how many in a I ended up voting for. All right. Well, I mean, we'll we'll start with you, Greg. Then, uh, since you've already made your choice, there's there's no uh, filibustering to be had. <laughs> uh, who was there? Anyone on the ballot? You saw them, and immediately you went, "No brainer. I I have to I have to choose them." Yeah, the spinners. Nice. Nice. The spinners and. <laughs> Bob's raising his hand. As so Bob's to say, raising I his agree. hand, that's, pointing at that's, himself. That's, I looked at the ballot and said, "I know I'm going to do that." That's all. <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I mean, the spinners because uh, because Felipe Wynn, who's sure. just excellent, astounding vocalist. singer, mm-hmm. and because frankly, because of Tom Bell, who it's it's amazing is not in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame in any way, shape, or form, and really should be. Mm-hmm. Uh, he produced those great records, and he is an mm-hmm. amazing arranger. And uh, you know, this is at least a way of tangentially recognizing his contribution. 
Yeah. So yeah, the spinners. So spinners out of the gate. Both of you said, well, they've got my vote. I have a friend who is the world's greatest expert on the on the who and Pete Townsend. You know him too, Greg, uh, Binky Phillips. I, and I know him well. years ago, he said, the spinners, what? Kristen's laughing because we know no it's just a classic Bob Merlis like I have a friend his name you know Binky the expert on the who he bought Pete Townsend's guitar at the Metropolitan Opera House and he owns it to this very day oh wow it to the audience but anyway and he once said apropos of the spinners Oh, they're the who of R&B. Now I don't see any parallels at all musically, but meaning they're they're great. That I guess is what he meant. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, I mean, a, a prolific group, one that is, I think, unsung. You know, I don't think they get the recognition that, recognition that the other R&B groups from that era get. But, you know, this is one way to try and uh, try and correct that. So we support uh, a spinner's vote. Greg, who was next? Who who got the, your second vote, so to speak? I next voted for Willie Nelson. Mm. Basically, you know, accepting the the boundaries of the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame as they come to be established over the years. I mean, obviously, Willie Nelson is a, not a rocker per se, but you know what Johnny Cash was to country and rock and roll in the fifties. Willie Nelson really kind of was in the seventies when he broke through. I mean, he broke through as a progressive country artist at a time when country rock uh, and Southern rock were, you know, were big. And he kind of fit in with that whole movement in, in a way, not to mention the fact that he's just an extraordinary songwriter and probably ought to be in any hall of fame you can dream up. You know, he's a jazz singer on top of everything else when you think about it. And, mm-hmm. and I, you know, after you mentioned this to me, Greg, I I started to think about Willie Nelson. I mean, I have great uh, reverence for him. And um, I, w- I was once in his tour bus. I really was. Yeah. Did, I you come a, of, did you come out of that bus clear-headed, Bob? <laughs> More clear-headed than ever. And I was, I, was, <laughs> I was in it with Mayor Bloomberg. Basically, oh, what? <laughs> yes, I was. Okay, um, context, please. Um, they were announcing that Farm Aid was coming to New York. Got it. Got and, it. You know, Willie parked his bus in Union Square, and we just got in there. You know, I well, Greg mentioned to me that Willie was on his um, very short list, and um, I thought about it, and I agree that the the fact that all right, we've we've decided that Dolly Parton is rock and roll then Willie Nelson is plausibly even more rock and roll. And think about the songs he wrote. Patsy Cline was a country artist, but there there was a rock undercurrent to it, or what we would call rock and roll today. I was thinking about Funny by Joe Hinton, which is a great R&B song. It was written by by Willie. And it, when I learned years later, when Willie kind of broke through in the 70s, that he had written that, I was gobsmacked, as the Brits say. It's like, <laughs> he, he wrote that song? For um, Joe Hinton, who was on, what was he on, Greg? Backbeat or Duke? Yeah, Backbeat, yeah, back, backbeat I think. Yeah, like Don Roby's totally R&B label. That was a genius move to have him record it. Well, I can, I can draw a connection to yeah. the two artists that Greg has voted so far. I mean, do you know the, the last top 100 hit that the Spinners had? No. Funny how time slips away. Oh, there you go. There you go. How do you like wow. that? I, I didn't realize that. Wow. 
The circle remains unbroken. That's fantastic. Mm. I mean, B.B. King cut uh, Nightlife. Right. On the assumption that Willie is inducted, will he be the oldest living person to have been inducted? No, because Harry Belafonte was inducted last year. Uh, And he's older than 90. But our argument against Willie Nelson... He's, he's waltzing gonna in. get in. Yeah. If we're talking strategically, he probably doesn't need your vote. We think he's probably number one in terms of the votes. Wow. That's interesting. Oh yeah. I'm looking at that. my ballot. Is it is, is it weighted voting? But the first no, choice. No, no, no. No, no they, they, I wish it was ranked choice voting. Wouldn't that be cool? That would be cool. Greg I would are, love to Greg see Greg and I are on the nominated committee of yet another Hall of Fame, the Memphis Music Hall of Fame. And that's weighted voting. So mm. the mm. person we everybody most wants to get in will get the lowest rank because it's a given that they'll get in. Anyway, yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah think, you put him at the, number five. I think the Rock Hall, I think that was true in the early days. Of I think the it Rock was. Hall. Yeah. yeah. I don't know why that changed, but it, but it did. But here we are. Okay, so, and then what was number three after Spinners and Willie Nelson? Well, number three was kind of a stretch for me, but I finally decided on Warren Zevon. That was going to be my guess. If I had to guess, I, that was what I was going to you know, guess. Not really one of my favorites, but I felt he was, you know, truly a distinctive artist, obviously very talented. I don't know that he's been much of an influence, but I, I just like to give him my vote. You, you know, said I'm, who on the ballot is from the 70s, and that's where I'm drawing the line. <laughs> <laughs> no, I didn't really think that. I mean, I probably would have, you know, in singer-songwriter land, I probably would have preferred to vote for, say, John Prine, you know, but mm-hmm. uh, but he wasn't on the ballot. Given all the other choices, uh, Warren was the only one I could, you know, kind of, kind of rationalize a vote for. Okay. And that's that's Greg Geller's ballot. And now nothing to be done, nothing to be said. And now we warm up our hands. We rub them together. We fix our eyes on our good friend, Bob Merlin. Who's looking great, by the way. (laughs) Absolutely. Well, I'm in Palm Springs. Everybody looks great here. (laughs) So true. Absolutely. Sun-kissed and ready to just, you know, make some great choices. Well, all right. I, I have a, a blank ballot. I'm going to vote for the spinners for all the reasons Greg Wonderful said. Wonderful choice. Yeah. Because of Binky. And uh, <laughs> and I love the records. They're just great. They're undeniable. And I, mm-hmm. I guess they're a little below the radar because they, well, I, their biggest hits weren't on Motown. People think that Motown is kind of like a hegemonist thing. So, you know, Temptations, Four Tops, uh, Supremes, Miracles, you know, you, you, you can rattle them off. And the spinners had the good fortune actually to be on Atlantic records where all their eggs were, all their R and B eggs were put in the spinners basket. And it's a Detroit Philadelphia nexus. They're from Detroit. In fact, in the, in Britain, they're called the Detroit spinners. That's right. There's a folk group in Britain called the spinners and they, they can't be two. So they were, they were there first. Yeah. Uh, and they were on Motown, uh, on a Motown subsidiary and they had a hit uh, called it's a shame, which caught my attention even back then. Mm-hmm. Uh, but their biggest hits were on Atlantic and, and and recorded in Philadelphia, which is not unprecedented to have a, <laughs> you export people to Philadelphia to get that magic there. All right. Well, we've just dealt with the spinners and we're sure. going with the spinners. Great. Um, Greg influenced me on Willie Nelson. First of all, I like him in every way. I, I love the fact that after the show, until recent years, he, he would greet 
not just you know insiders with a laminate every single member of the audience who wanted to avail themselves of proximity to willie nelson that's pretty <laughs> that's pretty egalitarian that's democratic <laughs> sure. and, uh, <laughs> I think in more recent years, yeah, carpal tunnel. You gotta gotta save the wrist for the guitar. Who needs right. handshakes? And the aforementioned reference to songs he wrote for other artists who could be argued are more rock than country to his country. I'm going to vote for Warren Zevon because two huge influences. Uh, one is Greg. There's no question. I hadn't thought about it, but then just yesterday I was watching a. David Letterman, like YouTube thing he does with former staffers. And he just lobbied overtly, like, please vote for Devon. <laughs> He's our friend. And he seemed like a good natured guy. And then earlier in the week, Howard Stern started to talk about Warren Zevon. Hmm. Uh, and um, what's the the virtually the last song he had? Think oh, of Keep Me in Your Heart. Yeah. And he played Beautiful it. song. And everybody on the staff was crying. And it was like, well, all right, this guy earned it. I mean, He's literally asking you to keep him in his heart, in your right, heart. So I'll, do, I'll put him on my ballet now. You're, keep, keep, you're keep listening your to the song. You're listening to him. <laughs> yeah. You know, I'm not that uh, imbued with, um, you know, all the bullet points of his career, but I like the idea of Warren Zevon and the struggles he went through, et cetera. I'll just go for it. I never would ever suggest that he be on the ballot were I to be on the nominating committee. Wouldn't would never cross my mind. But the same is true of Jackson Brown, by the way, way back then. And they were buddies who had yeah. more hits. Jackson produced the first album. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, they were of a piece, I suppose. But and Warren Warren did play piano for the Everwood Brothers for quite a few years. Right. Yeah. Done. That's it. <laughs> He's heard enough. No, no more. No more rationalizing. It's done. <laughs> That's that covers many many bases. So um, thereafter, um, I started to look at the ballot and scratch my head. I'm. I think I'm going to vote for George Michael. Um, I like that a lot. We uh, love that. But a little bit under duress because what happened to Andrew? Do, doesn't he count? Originally, yeah. yeah. Uh, no, I think is the answer. No, yeah, I think the, the short answer is God no. bless him. But uh, I mean, what a re- super talented guy, tortured soul, obviously, but you know, was a terrific showman and had re- great hits. And I will tell you right now, I don't even know if he wrote all those hits. Did he write his own he stuff? He did. He did oh, write yeah. his own stuff. That's pretty good then. He was an excellent songwriter. You know, to me on the ballot, there was Sheryl Crow, George Michael, Cindy Lauper, all of whom had their hits, you know, but so did any number of other artists from Neil Sedaka to Leslie Gore to the Turtles. I mean, you're naming a lot of people Bob thinks should be in. Yeah. Yeah, And I was listening to your Seymour Stein, uh, best of Seymour Stein compilation volumes one and two yesterday. He played, uh, you played, um, Connie Francis, Stupid Cupid, written mm. by Neil Sedaka. And it's a great yeah. rockin' song. I mean, listen, the the exclusions in the Rock Hall are are many, but we, we try not to make... Uh, Maybe the brain trust, so to speak, at the Rock Hall will have a Seymour Stein Award for people like that who were completely meritous, meritorious, worth worth it, and have been overlooked, but for whatever reason, 
I'm I'm proposing that Greg and I get on a uh, be inducted in, inducted. Uh, they want back in. No, no, no. We appointed to the Seymour Stein just, committee. Just a committee to deal with the Seymour Stein Award. Yeah. All right. So can you go make idea. that happen? <laughs> yeah, we've got a lot of sway. They won't no. even give us a ballot. <laughs> okay. But Joy Division slash New Order is on the is on this year's I saw ballot. That, um, that is. I, uh, that's that, a, that is, first of all, a hyphenated. They're two different groups. They're really well, here's the if you know the story, not really. It no. was it's more it's more semantic than anything else. I would say they're definitely more of the same group than the small faces and the faces. So who we so know we're inducted together. New Order became New Order after the guy from Joy Division piped himself, right? I mean, yeah. so to speak. I said that yes. as delegately as I could. I'm sorry. Yeah. You know. I mean, okay, the, great. Just so we know how delicate you can be. Yeah. Yes. And there had been a agreement amongst the four of them that if there was ever any lineup change, they would change the name. I think they said that not anticipating tragic circumstances. Mm. Um, and then, you know, the, the thing is they changed their name, but, you know, they were on the same label. They had the same manager. The same person was making the art for the cover of their records, they continue to play songs right. that they were I working accept on. I accepted, but I, I do, I can't think of why I would vote for them. I just can't. Yeah, they came. They were next on my list. I mean, I strongly considered them, and on another day, I might have even voted for them. If but, only you had room, you didn't Greg. Bring your ballot to us. If only you had some room on that ballot, but it was full. Um, <laughs> By the way, uh, going back to George Michael, uh, my friend James Gavin wrote a a bio. He'd written a Peggy Lee one, a Lena Horne bio, and um, I he's a great writer. Highly recommended. Well, you know who liked who liked Joy Division was George Michael. I, I, I'm not moved to vote for Joy Division New Order. See, I've already I'm gone. I'm, I accept that uh, because I, I'm just so uninformed. And it's it's there's an irony there. If only there was someone right here who just <laughs> knew a lot. I just if only I, there was I, a resource for and, you, know, you. And they were signed by a guy I know, Tom Atencio, to, to Quincy Jones's label. And uh, I went to a video shoot for one of their songs after that happened in which William Wegman's Weimarammers were featured. Did you ever see that video? I don't think I, so. Oh. I don't think so, but I am familiar with the Wegman Weimarammers. Uh, okay. I had a Weimarammer um, growing and up. I was really kind of um, scratched my head when Quincy Jones signed them because you think of him as jazz and R&B, et cetera. But then again, he did produce um, Leslie Gore. There you go again. Work that right. into it. Right um, in. <laughs> I don't know. I, I I just I don't think I'm going to vote for them. But okay. Well, I then could, I'll, we'll I could pivot. be convinced, but so far it hasn't happened. We could pivot. This might be a harder sell. I don't know. We have we have a few names that we I can there, yeah. There's one I think that I'm surprised hasn't come up for. Well, you, I, Ben, ben Mer, a famous um, author Ben Merlis looked at the mm -hmm. ballot and gave mm -hmm. me some suggestions. I bet sure. he did. Yes, he yeah. did. And he he was strongly in favor of my voting for a tribe called Quest. I'm certain being, of that. Being the hip hop, you know, expert. Head though, head is years. the word that uh, that we use. The He's a head of the youth. You know, someone who's a he's just like really into it. He's a fan. Oh, because yeah. I heard dead, Deadheads and mm -hmm. Melonhead fan, fans are Melonheads. No, nope, well now we just... just for a, a, a kind of a term that can apply to all. Oh. Uh, you know, yeah. well he knows about this kind of thing. <laughs> yeah. Yes, much more than I do. So that would be 
a consideration, but you know, well, you know, I've never been moved by them. There are there are two artists that I think uh, that haven't been also up. suggested Iron Maiden. Okay, that's huh. a lost cause. Uh, yeah. Sorry, I'm sorry. No, no, dis- no disrespect. <laughs> this to the, year, this the year, band, it's but... not looking good for either of those two of the bands. Yeah, they got in yes, last year, they got but in they snuck them in. Category. In my head, they're virtually the same. I know they're not, but I, in my head, they are. Yeah, they're metal. And for uh, that reason, it's very unlikely that this is the year. Okay. That they are going to break through, uh, especially with such a kind of like. It's a competitive uh, ballot. A competitive ballot. It really mm-hmm. is. Okay. So there are two artists that I think Kristen and I would push for. They're both, I would say, similarly experimental uh, and kind of groundbreaking what they did. They're both not just singers, but songwriters and producers. And and that producer part is rare because they're both women and it's yep. Kate Bush and Missy Elliott. Those are the two. I'm surprised I, I, that Bush, I Kate Kate Bush, Bush hasn't come up I'm for you. I'm going to tell you something. Bob. I'm going to hold against the hall what they held against Johnny Holiday, and that is until this uh, Stranger Things thing happened, which is worth you know no noting, impact but... in this market or minimal impact in this market. And if that holds for Johnny Holiday, it should hold for Kate Bush. There, I've said it. Wow. I mean. <laughs> A lot of a lot of strange principles to stand on happening in this call. Uh, <laughs> don't, don't. I, listen, I, I need a phrenologist. You know what I mean? <laughs> Someone to read the bumps on my head. Yeah, yeah. let's measure the skull. Um, but it's, I mean, you know, there there are artists who have not had a significant impact in the United States who are rock and roll who deserve consideration, etc. And they're completely ignored. And Kate Bush, you know, though she is um, got some bona, bona, bona fides, like didn't happen here. So why should I even think about well, it? Well, I mean, you did you did kind of casually dismiss the year Kate Bush has had. Need I remind you or put a number to it? She had the number four song in the country on the Hot 100 this year at one point, which I think is worth mentioning on the pop chart, not on like a specialty chart. Mm-hmm. She went to number four on the hot 100 in 2022, which listen, I'm, am I going to say it completely negates your argument? Yes, I will. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you did. Number four. That's, that's no artist, especially without their involvement at all has been able to accomplish something like that. And I think that is, and that just shows remarkable. kind of the power of that song. It's not just that like stranger things, it's like everyone loves it and they just love thinking about it when they there hear that song. Plenty of songs featured in stranger things that did not happen to. Mm-hmm. And I think it's a testament to the strength of her work of that song in particular. And the fact that she uh, resonates now, which is it's I almost think, like impressive. she was ahead of her time. Well, that may well be, but let's see what comes next. Why don't we? Why don't we wait and see if she can? Oh yeah, record, right? yeah. What comes next? Let's really. The, the, we're talking about the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Let's just see what she can. It's do always next. about the future. Uh, yeah. With these inductees. Yeah. Well, they've ignored the past so much. So what the heck? Exactly. I mean, and Kate Bush, you know, you say doesn't have an impact on this market. Hasn't heretofore had an impact on this market. I feel like I had a pretty good counterexample. But I would also say that Kate Bush's influence is very noticeable in plenty of artists that have 
had a major impact in the American market, whether it's artists like Tori Amos, Bjork, uh, Big Boy from Outcast. These are all three of those are artists who cite Kate Bush frequently as an influence. And you this can reminds hear me of, uh, you know, what kind of a knee jerk thing to say, who are your greatest influences? And everybody said Joni Mitchell. And in my realm of experience, both Seal and Prince cited Joni Mitchell. And it was I was like, I didn't get it. Why that? Why she was an influence? What I mean, if they say she is, she is. But I, I didn't. I didn't hear it. Let's put it that way. Uh, let's not forget Kate Bush had a, a duet with Peter Gabriel, "Don't Give Up," which was on huge album. So from Peter I do Gabriel. remember that. Yeah, and so I mean, do we? You remember it? It seems to have some sort of impact on, on you in the American market, Bob. <laughs> uh, minimal um. impact, but it's on. It, and you know who covered that song? Willie Nelson, and he now did it with I'm, he did it with Sinead O'Connor. I'm I'm getting impressed. Yeah. <laughs> Here's the thing: Kate Bush has had a hard time on the ballot in years past, but there's yes. finally, kind of unexpectedly, momentum this year, and we could help push her. An artist who I I would hope you would appreciate is bizarre. You know, was never pandering, wrote and produced her own work by herself and then just incidentally it was hugely popular and i i to me that is the hallmark of a you know an authentic musician well i don't i don't have any quarrel with her being original i mean <laughs> i i accept that i'll duly consider um i just don't i don't know i don't know i Do mean you... i have a slot so i okay but... and then there, there's the other artist who who we we consider to be similarly i, think, I like cheryl crow i like the i literally like the tone of her voice we're not we're not going cheryl <laughs> we're crow. not going cheryl I mean, crow she's getting in don't worry about nice. cheryl okay. cheryl's fine no, Willie's I, I'm, fine. i'm not gonna vote for her but i just i <laughs> like the tone of her voice you know what and she's so great. do i she i love a... cheryl crow i am truly a cheryl crow fan that is a real statement okay so where do you come in on uh on missy ellie it. Nowhere, no, uh, because she hasn't had any impact on me. Uh, I, that's not to, to disparage. You got to get Ben on the phone. He didn't. He didn't bring her up. No, he didn't. Ben, you 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 fucked up. I'm telling you. I know you're a listener to this podcast, and I'm oh, yeah. personally. Uh... He's the one who called me yesterday. You got to listen to the Seymour Stein special, and I did right away. All right, you did one good thing yesterday, Ben. Uh, <laughs> the rest. I'm mad. Expect it a seems text. like uh, at one point she was the person that you got to enhance your record or your your uh, like uh, Pharrell Williams. He had about a ten year run where something's mm -hmm. going on. Where get yeah, he's Pharrell, still out there. That, that's going to make it something. Get Missy Elliott. That's going to make yeah. it. Something. Yeah. Fully, I mean, there was this whole group of uh, producer, artists, songwriters from Virginia Beach specifically. Mm -hmm. And it was Pharrell, and it was Missy Elliott, and it was Timbaland. Uh, by the way, until this moment, I didn't realize she was from the same town. That was just a for instance. I came up with that off the top of my head. I I didn't know that they were they were like you know they're from the same neighborhood. They're they're very well, by this. You know who else is from Virginia Beach? That's right, Bill Deal and the Rondells. Huh? <laughs> you never hear them mentioned. You never. How come? Why? Where are no, Bill? Why would that where be? are the Rondells? Where's Bill D and the Rondells in this conversation? I don't know okay. If Bill is still with us. I'm gonna call up Binky. What, what I'm gonna I, see what huge, he has to say about this. I'm calling up music. Binky Neuter. I'm calling. <laughs> I'm calling. I'm getting the Geech back on uh, Geeter with the Geeter. Um, oh, our... I'm getting them all. R.I.P. Wasn't too. that incredible when the Geeter got on the phone with Seymour? It was really, uh, <laughs> yeah. I mean, 
really you uh, what, what a moment day. you can give guys you really did we're trying to make history right now we're trying to make future history bob getting nowhere um, on the missy right, I, I cannot four. believe that she does not do anything and she's uh, another one you. like kate bush that she it was like extremely experimental experimental innovator who was incredibly popular incredibly influential cannot say she, that she didn't have an impact on the american market because she, she is did. very very talented and also wouldn't it be great to get a living black woman in the hall wouldn't it be cool to put a female rapper in the hall for Has once we have zero living black woman inducted in it, the last four years, it's, it's we've had not, the numbers have been spotty, and we've seen Janet a lot Jackson of, is our last Tina. I mean, Tina uh, didn't oh, show Tina, up. But, she wasn't but, there. Yeah, oh. but on stage, would it be cool? There's a little bit of a trend that is unsettling, and you know, it's not intentional. But you know, when sure. you you see the pattern, it doesn't look good when you see. And also, there are currently zero female rap artists in the hall. Mm -hmm. uh, it would be very cool to get one in. What I'm going to do uh, before I fill out this ballot is I I'm going to call Monica Lynch and ask for her wise counsel on this. Do you know who she is? I don't think I know who oh, Monica Lynch is. Oh, you should have her on. She was the president of Tommy Boy Records. Oh, wow. Okay. Arguably oh, yeah. no female, or why even relegate it to female, has a bigger overview of hip hop of that of that era. Than... Well, I will be absolutely astonished if she doesn't think you should vote for Missy Elliott. Then, well, I'll I'll ask Monica. And listen, we both love Tribe. We were pushing for yes. Tribe last year, but very much. Uh, this is a strategic move. This is their second year in a row. Not usually a good spot to be in. There's a little bit of fatigue. They don't have the freshness of appearing on the ballot for the first time like they did last year. And they've got a really competitive ballot to contend with, which is the only reason why I would not push for Tribe, a group that I love and I, I know Ben loves and Kristen Agreed. does. Are we going to talk about um, the, some of these other people? I, I have something to say, but I mean, know. I don't think I don't think I don't so. think so. All right. Speaking <laughs> of fatigue. <laughs> See you later. I have something to do. I'm going to go right now. OK, fair enough. Well, uh, and meet Nancy Sinatra. Oh wow! Well, that'll that, that'll that's be right. that'll be nice. Somebody. She is the Grand Marshal of Palm Springs' 85th anniversary founding of Palm Springs 85 years ago, and she's the Grand Marshal. We'll, we'll let you go then, but just to review, uh, Greg already turned in uh, Willie Nelson, Warren Zevon, and the Spinners. And meanwhile, uh, Merlis is going to double I've, I've it, double his I'm gonna, ballot. I'm going to go with Spinners, Willie Nelson, Warren Zevon, and George Michael, and I'm taking. Uh, all right, if it were up to you and I and you only had could vote for one, because I can only vote for one based on that I got four already. Is it gonna be Missy Elliott or Kate Bush? Go ahead. Look, I've turned the tables on you. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I say Missy. I think uh Missy needs your vote more than Kate does. And I um I love both those artists. They are on mm -hmm. they would be on my ballot. Hard choice were I but to be I'll given agree. one. But I'll agree yeah. with Kristen. Go with Missy. All right. And you'll feel and you'll feel good about yourself. You'll feel good about it too. Be great to not have an all-male ballot, wouldn't it? I want to also say something about myself, because I haven't spoken much about myself recently. <laughs> the Spinner's current management approached me to mm -hmm. enhance their image as the PR person I am when they first knew that they were going to be on the ballot. Ooh. I said, well, like a four-year consideration thing? I, I, mean, I don't know who the voters are except my friends. And they're all going to... And I said, 
and I think they're already going to vote for the spinners. And I started to think about what I would do and who I would talk to and, you know, how would that be a compromise? And nah, I do FYCs for Grammys and I'm a Grammy voter. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then they said, ah, we gave the job to somebody else. So like, <laughs> interesting. Still and you're still getting your vote. I'm still going to vote for them. Wow. Well, guys, thank you so much for, for joining us once again. Always great to talk to you. And uh, I'll give your regards to Nancy. Please, Please do. And may, okay. may Missy Elliott dance in your dreams. Uh, right. See you later. Thanks, and I guys. I promise next thank year I won't, I won't fill out my ballot. Wow, Bring you're coming us a fresh blank with ballot. Us. Can't wait. <laughs> later, guys. Bye-bye. Bye. Okay, Kristen, you know we you know what's next. <laughs> Talk to more people. That's what we've been doing. So wow. uh so let's let's bring her in here. Uh Lena Dawes, everybody. Hello, everyone. Hello. <laughs> uh it's g- good to see you, Lena. You're coming to us for the first time with a ballot that has been filled out and sent away already. Yes. So yeah. no pressure this year from us, no thorough dissection of any choices. So, you know, we'll start with uh, out of the gate when you saw this ballot. Did you know, was there anybody that shot to the top of the list? Number one, they're getting your vote, no doubt. Uh, yes. Um, the first one was Soundgarden. Nice. We know, but to remind our listeners, your history with metal fandom is well documented. I imagine that plays a part in the decision to go for Soundgarden. Yes, um, it did. Um, But then I had to take a step back because I knew that it was very subjective. Mm -hmm. Um, And because I am such a fan of Soundgarden, you know, I have all the albums, the B-sides. I've seen them in concert a number of times. And so I wanted to make sure that if I did select them, that it was for the right reason. So that means looking at their discography, what did they contribute to kind of American popular music or rock music? So it was getting a little bit more specific instead of saying, oh my God, they're my favorite band. I have to vote them in. Mm -hmm. I actually attended the induction ceremony in 2022. And so by going there, I realized in terms of watching the ceremony, you know, the speeches and everything really got me thinking about the actual, what are these artists contributing to the genre Mm -hmm. and the culture of rock and roll? So instead of saying, oh, you know, there should be black folks on there or Asian folks, it was really more about putting aside my personal fandom Mm -hmm. and really kind of thinking about the contributions over the 20 years um, that these artists have uh, provided us as music fans, listeners, and industry workers and stuff. Yeah. Well, God bless you for your yeah. thoughtfulness. Uh, the thoughtful we ta- we ballot so filler, we just love to hear who it. are just like, God, oh, this is who I like. Uh, all right. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, I have so many, you know, I have a lot of friends and people I know, you know, as music journalists primarily. And you know, they complain. They mm-hmm. complain every time a list comes out every year. So-and-so should have been on this list. So-and-so. And, you know, and I get it. But I think that I have to kind of err on the side that the people who have been selected for this list are on the list for a purpose. It's not simply because somebody in the corporate world loves them. And so I just rather, instead of kind of complaining about who's not on the list, I love this exercise because it gives me a chance to Google 
everyone, make sure that I know what they've done. This year was really cool because I knew of everyone on the list and was mm -hmm. very familiar with their work. So it just made the selection process this year a lot easier for me personally. Yes. Okay, so Soundgarden at the top passed the test beyond just the, the fandom. Right. And then uh, where, where did you go from there? So I kind of worked backwards on this list. So the next one was The Spinners. Um, and it's just really simply looking at their history, um, in some ways, even the lack of acknowledgement that they have received mm -hmm. for their music catalog and for what they brought into R&B music. I think it's just extremely important that these, you know, quote unquote, older musicians, you know, their talent, their experiences and their musicianship is really acknowledged. And this is in hope that this younger generation will kind of go back and say, okay, well, why is the spinners on this list? Let's go check out their music. And so I just think that, you know, in terms of longevity and all the amazing contributions that they have added into pop music culture, I felt that they should be acknowledged. So that was my second one. We love great, it. Great reasoning. You're right. They're like, they're kind of unsung and their their contributions are are many and, and wide-reaching. So great choice. All right, number three. So Willie Nelson, I was just thinking about country music, the importance of country music, the importance of Willie Nelson. He's been around forever. And he just, his discography is so rich. And so in terms of just musically, you know, the excellence of his musicality, I definitely didn't even hesitate with this one. I just felt like he is kind of the archetype of the type of performer that should be acknowledged and celebrated by these, you know, large scale ceremonies um, uh, centered around music. So definitely Willie Nelson. I'm actually, he's one of those people where you're like, Geez, I'm surprised he didn't, you know, like what happened in the past? I'm sure he's been on the list. He's never been on a ballot. It's oh. really only recently, and it's similarly to Dolly Parton just last year, for a long time, the Hall had kind of considered country to be its own thing. They have their own Hall of Fame. And only recently has there been an effort to kind of widen the umbrella and to consider acts that are more firmly country because there's always been artists like say a Johnny Cash, who you can kind of consider more having a, a toe in rock and roll and a toe in country. But then when you get to artists like Dolly and Willie, they're a little bit more country than they are rock and roll. But you know, that's, it seems to be a push to include them, which is why we're seeing them show up and then subsequently easily get into the into the hall and i you know chris and i have, have discussed this a lot and it's you outlined the reasons uh why very eloquently why we believe willie is going to get in without a problem this year there's gonna be a lot of people like you who are like how has he not been on a ballot before he's a legend the body of work speaks for itself easy choice yeah okay so the next one i have is kate bush Beautiful. And this is also very self-explanatory. I was thinking about her more in the vein of not her discography, but more about kind of what she added to popular music culture. She's quirky. She was a little bit eccentric. She was forging her own path before a lot of women 
are, well, I shouldn't say a lot of women, but she kind of is in the same vein as what I would see Joni Mitchell. So a, a woman performer who just did what she wanted to do. Her music is very creative, very artistic. Um, I would say very innovative. And she has been such an inspiration to so many younger solo female performers that had emerged after her time. Just as just one of those people that should be acknowledged, should be recognized because not only of her longevity, but also in terms of the innovativeness of her music and just being, you know, I remember listening to her in high school and going, what the hell is this? You know, (laughs) (laughs) oh my God, older, maybe I shouldn't have said that. But, you know, but I no, mean, I think I, I, I mean, I kind of similarly, like the first time I heard her, I did, her voice is, is even just at a, at a strange pitch and yes. it, you, it, you have to kind of acquire a taste for it. But no, I mean, like, I think that's a perfectly relatable scenario that I, I can relate to. Yeah. And it's interesting, too, because there's been more than one hip hop artist who has been greatly influenced by Kate Bush. And it's not necessarily because of the sonic of the music, but it's also simply her songwriting skills. And also, I think even her voice in terms of just emoting a voice that is slightly offbeat from what we're used to hearing from solo women performers. Um, So I just, that was, you know, very easy decision for me to make in terms of what she has contributed to the field. Absolutely. Okay, Soundgarden, Spinners, Willie Nelson, Kate Bush, who got that coveted final slot? Okay, so this is very similar to Soundgarden. Um, I chose Iron Maiden. Mm. And I'm not even a, like, I'm a fan of Iron Maiden, but I'm not as well-versed with their entire catalog as a lot of my metalhead friends would be. I kind of went to the Judas Priest route when a lot of other young people in the 80s were going towards Iron Maiden, Mm -hmm. but just their discography should be noted. The amount of albums, the variation, Bruce Dickinson as a singer, he's one of the best singers in in heavy metal, Um, and also rock, I would say. He's got an incredible voice. But it was really about their longevity and the fact that this British band has such a huge fan base in America. They are kind of seen as not only part of the new wave of British heavy metal era, but also one of the foundational bands of heavy metal. So it's almost like if you are not a true metalhead, if you don't have at least one Iron Maiden album in your uh, collection. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's how important they've been to heavy metal culture as a whole. But again, especially from an American point of view or a North American point of view, I should say, is that they have really created this foundation, this template that a lot of other bands have not been able to do. There's just something about their sound that really encapsulates a lot of people. And I think that I found it, I've always found it interesting that their fan base ranges from people in their 60s all the way down to, um, I have a student in one of my classes who's a young, uh, young African kid who's like maybe 21 years old. And he said, you know, one of the things that got me into heavy metal was Iron Maiden. So I think that in terms of their influence um, and also setting this template, and also they're a really good representative of this mishmash that was happening 
late 60s, early 70s, where heavy metal, the emergence of heavy metal bands and uh, musicians, they were really influenced by punk. Mm-hmm. And from a UK perspective, a lot of bands were also um, influenced by thrash metal. And so when you hear like these early Iron Maiden tracks with the original singer, I think it's Paul Diano. Yes. Yeah. You can hear, yeah. You can hear this mishmash of like this transition that's actually happening in real time where, you know, punk is now being seen as a musical influence for heavier genres and before punk was basically an entity of itself and in some ways we could even if we talk about now i'm rambling <laughs> punk or pop punk yeah right you know, and then mm-hmm. it gets into punk and then you go into now you're getting into this merging into heavy metal and iron maiden really kind of reflects that Mm-hmm. And and that's kind of unique in relation to other bands that went soul blues. That's where their inspiration was. But for Iron Maiden, you can hear that early thrash and punk ethos in their early albums. And then they've transitioned out of that into something more substantive. So I did think that like just in terms of their discography, their influence in North America, um, and in some ways that's kind of rare because not a lot of British bands have been so prominent. To be honest with you, I'd be shocked if they got in. That's about yeah. right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you had to throw your vote to them just based on your reasoning research and, yeah. and reasoning. Research, yeah. 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 We we feel similarly in that like it's it just unlikely metal doesn't have do have a great track record of getting in through the ballots and you know kind of you look at what happened last year with Judas Priest and it feels like if Maiden is going to get in they might have a similar you know path yeah path. but speaking of Judas Priest I just want to give you the the credit and the applause you wrote the entry for Judas Priest in the uh, program for last year's ceremony and which she is was holding really up exciting her program uh to the camera excitedly waving it around what a wonderful moment just, yeah very very cool congratulations and you know that led to your attending the ceremony you have a good time i would imagine it was one of the best ceremonies of, yeah of yeah no it was really awesome i'm glad that i was able to attend however you see that the music industry, I don't even know how to say this, but there was just a lot of rich people yep. there who yep. are like- industry. In Los Angeles too? <laughs> I know, I know. <laughs> but I mean, I just, I think I was, I was just observing and just being like, wow, there's a lot of rich people up here, you mm-hmm. know? And, but it was, it's also just so you realize how driven all of this is by- I wouldn't say corporate entities, but really the industry as a whole. I mean, you're not wrong. Yeah. Yeah. I I don't know what I was thinking beforehand, but I mean, it was you. I just got so much joy out of seeing everyone being inducted and the performances were great. Duran Duran, um, Judas Priest. I have to shout out to Pat Benatar and Neil Mm -hmm. Gerardo off the chain. Yeah. So, so amazing. And this was cool for me because it was grade school that I remember hearing Pat Benatar for the first time. I never in my life would ever think that I would see her perform live. Mm-hmm. And yeah. so 
yeah, the whole evening was great. It was, it was, I'm glad I went. It was, it was really a lot of fun. Yeah. And uh, to review your ballot, Soundgarden, Spinners, Willie Nelson, Kate Bush, Iron Maiden. It's always great to talk to you, Lana. So thank yes. you so much. Great to talk yes, to you. Thank you. Thank you. Bye-bye. Right, Thanks. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. And then who are we talking to next? Should I tell you? No. Oh, don't tell me. Is it a surprise? Hello. How are you guys doing? Hi, Roy. How are you? Roy Trakin joining us. Roy. It's that time of the year again. The original friend of the pod. He's back. <laughs> we're fully in it. Yep, Roy. We're there. And yeah. when you're when you're looking at this ballot, and the, uh, just for the record, unfilled out at this moment, correct? Oh, here here you go. Uh, Completely it's brings blank. Brings us a blank ballot. Yeah. Roy, gets it. So, I'm, uh... Roy knows what good broadcasting is all about <laughs> suspense the thrill all right roy tell i've been me. thinking a lot about it obviously i have not taken ink to paper uh-huh, uh-huh. uh that i traditionally save for this and i'm glad you guys are doing it i was Tr- wondering tradition. if you were going to call because i was getting itchy but uh yeah i His pen finger was getting is, itchy <laughs> yeah i'm itchy i got the itchy finger here but um and I mean, it, it doesn't get any easier year after year, but I, I mean, this one is literally like comparing apples to oranges, bushes to crows, uh, <laughs> you know. <laughs> yeah, Nelsons no, quite Z-bons. literally. I, I mean, it, it just, there, there's no, there's no rhyme nor reason to this ballot whatsoever, you it's know? Di- it's yeah. difficult. And so you no. come to us it's to guide you different in the lanes. dark. It's- it's 10 lanes, maybe, well, you know. Why don't I ask you this? Is there yeah. anyone on this ballot that you, you see them and you go, there's no way I can't vote for them. They're almost certainly getting my ballot. How could I not? Um, Anyone shoot to the top for you? Yeah, 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 yes. All right. All right. I've got a good idea of where I'm going with this. I've thought a lot about it. Uh, I, I I don't know if I'm open for arguments or whether there are. I mean, it's Come such on. a subjective. We'll be the judges of that. We'll see. Yeah, I, just, I guess just so. Let's see the what, top, Roy. Come on. Let's see what happens. I know. You can burrow into my mind, my thinking, <laughs> my... Uh, <laughs> my right, who's my, who's my, at the my top? My joie de vie, my raison d'etre, whatever <laughs> you want to call it. If you were to guess which would be my no-brainer on this list, Knowing what you know about me, what would you predict? First time we talked to you was was about Roxy Music, and mm-hmm. so I'm thinking art rock. I'm thinking seventies, uh, yes. yes, and you know that leads me to that leads me to Joy Division. New Joy Order. Division, New Order. You are you're absolutely correct. That would be the slam dunk on my. Uh, I mean, they're they're the first that I that I pick. We are big advocates of Joy Division New, or- New Order. I've been a personal advocate for them long before they made the ballot, and I wanted them in, in this incarnation. I in think this it's our incarnation. And you know All what? Right. I'm going, I'm going with you. Okay, Beautiful. we're one for one. On he's, and he's also, not afraid to put pen to paper too. That's the other thing about Roy. And I oh, yeah, love he commits. That. He's well, not saying I'll do it later. When I, when I decide nope. to go, I go. You know, Beautiful. I'm all in. It's a gorgeous. It's it's great. And then next up is has got to be the the story of the year yep it's got to be comeback, this is... comeback of the century the artist who already had enough of a case for the raw call but then shot to the top of the charts not even having any involvement in her own comeback kate bush you're talking about kate bush is that you kate bush. 
Are you beating around the bush? Is that what you guys are doing? No, unfortunately, Joe is calling this a bush push. The bush push. Uh, I don't like it. I hate that I just said it. I I have to admit, I mean, I, I feel about her like I feel about Beyonce. I've got a lot of respect for what she does, and I admire her. But uh, she leaves me really pretty cold. I, I mean, I just, Boo. you know, I don't Boo. get, Boo get this anything man. from her. Boo. You know, sorry. I, I know. I, I mean, Kate Bush is a cult, and if you're a member of the cult, you're a true believer. And you know, and I'm just not a member of the cult. But I had to choose on this next level, dismissing Kate Bush for the second. I, I had to go on the next level. Was I going for either Cheryl Crow or Cindy Lauper? Mm. They're very close to me. Okay. They're very, I mean, if you made a list of good points and bad points on each, they'd they'd be pretty they'd be pretty close to one different, another. Very you know? different, very vibes. different vibes. Uh, mm-hmm. To and one was in a movie called Vibes, so it's true. <laughs> there is also that. We choose six degrees of separation. So, that was know. that was one full degree of being in a movie. <laughs> um, okay, that's interesting. Uh, you know, we can't get we can't get mad at it, but you know, yeah. I I get the sense. I mean, so neither one of those neither one of those are on your ballot. We don't have a problem with them, but no, not yeah. on my, not on my ballot. No. Well, so let's let's hold off. <laughs> let's hold. You know okay. who really is okay, on our go ballot? Go ahead. Go ahead. You know who go really ahead. is on our ballot and is yes. a solidly, you know, in an exciting new someone. Some might say someone who's just very new to the ballot. Certainly uh, an innovator, producer, a songwriter. I'm voting uh, for her also. Yeah, that's Missy right. Missy Come on. Yeah. That's yeah, right. No, no. I'm, I'm there it. with Missy Elliott. You got to count it. New York figure. Very important in hip hop. She's I, important. Put her on the board. Let's see I the pen. I was going to say that it would, if, if, if it was between Missy Elliott and a tribe called Quest this year on my ballot in that category, I, I, I'm picking Missy. Put the pen. Put the pen. Put it down. Let's go. And and she's sustained her career. She's having like a second life now. She really is. This would be a good timing for her right now. It would be awesome. It would be amazing. I'm down with you guys with that. All right. I got I got two. I got you see. Nice. This is wonderful. Right. Love so far, that, that's so ink good. I'm using. I'm not using pencil. That's right. I'm going full on ink, baby. <laughs> Roy's a real uh, one. Where else, for you those go- who don't where else know. are you going on this one? I mean, okay. Now, we often yes. talk about when an artist appears on a ballot for the first time, often that is their best chance to get in. Mm. And right, the freshness of the uh, nomination. People are sure. excited. Yeah, there's no fatigue. And, you know, we are looking at voter fatigue. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. true. You know it's real. You no, see, yeah, absolutely. You see no. an artist on a ballot, and you're just like, "Well, I am I gonna? Is it gonna be a lost cause? Am I gonna throw my vote away?" Now, appearing on the ballot for the first time this year, a towering figure in music, a tremendous talent as a singer and as a songwriter, George Michael. Mm-hmm. Deserving. Very deserving. No question about that. And I and I get a lot. I got a lot of respect for him. I I, I thought he was an underrated as as an artist for sure but i got i've got my own cult figure on this year's ballot someone who has you kind think of been george bubbled. michael is a cult figure george michael at one point was the most famous person alive <laughs> yeah he he was he was but 
I think he's become more of a cult figure right now. I, I mean, um, what, I, what I will say to that, his, his history is complicated. And, you know, within a certain within a certain audience category, he's a superstar and, and he's an icon. And 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 a good case can be made for him. I, I'm just I'm not the one to make the case. That's all. I mean, what and what I will say is maybe if if you're thinking of him as a as a cult figure, maybe what you're thinking is that he was kind of reduced to a punchline later in life, which was very unfortunate and I think fueled by homophobia. The only reason I bring it up is that you know I I I feel like a reclamation of his artistry is due, which is why a vote towards him, I think, would be useful given that his name was kind of dragged through the mud and we could help to lift it out of yeah, the yeah, mud I, by, I see your point. by voting him in. I, 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 see, I see your point, but the guy... The guy whose cause I'm taking up this year is going to be Warren Zevon. I just his songwriting. I, I mean, I saw Shooter Jennings do a tribute to him and he had, he had a lot of great. He had a lot of great songs. Catalogs are pretty incredible. I've, I've been to some tribute performances as well. And it's really uh... I mean, he's, he's a remarkable songwriter. I mean, he's kind of I, I mean, I consider him in the same vein as like a a John Prine or a uh, a Tom Waits or I, I you know I, I like him among all uh, you know among all those guys the Eagles and I I thought he had the kind of the most sardonic sort of sort of view he was pretty uh, certainly I think maybe Warren Zevon was underappreciated I mean I like the underdog I don't know I I just yeah you could make a great case for George Michael over over Warren Zevon but I, I I have to I have to be true to what kind of my aesthetic is and my aesthetic's closer to warren zevon than it is george michael just there's still time um, to turn that around roy it really and is I, <laughs> get you some tight jeans take away going, your razor for a few I, days i'm not going there yet that, not, that uh, i'm not going there yet but um then i have a totally idiosyncratic subjective there's no real reason except I mean, I did her first bio when she was a member of Blue Angel, mm. and I just. And you're from New York, Roy. Exactly. <laughs> I, I mean, he's a hometown she, hero. She is. <laughs> she is. I, I mean, she is. I mean, she's my Dolly Parton. I mean, basically, I mean, she's the Queen's version of whatever it is. And you could say she had like what, like a handful of hits, two or three, but. I just heard time after time again in 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 air the uh, the Michael Jordan movie you know the Ben Affleck movie uh -huh. and uh, I, I mean got you girls feeling just a certain want to have fun and MTV and I she was just so much part of that world and that culture and and I I like her sensibility yeah she's a New York girl you understand and um, you know that's why I'm going to vote for Cindy Lauper sure I mean like yeah. we love Lauper. You have no. Do you have a, do you have I, a she's, problem with Lauper? No I love Lauper. No qualms. I think it's no she's she's, so, she's so, unusual. She's so unusual, obviously. But I mean, <laughs> she's going to be a bubble artist, if anything, this year. I don't think she gets in. I think she's a shot. This is a very very competitive ballot. Who do you think gets in? So Willie Nelson, you think gets Willie Nelson in? for sure. 
You know, I think Cheryl Crow's got a lot of fans uh, and Cheryl friends. Cheryl Crow, you think, has got a shot. She's got a, she's got oh, a lot yeah, of she's people got in the industry who like her. You know yeah. that, and I know that. Uh, she's duetted with everybody, not unlike Willie Nelson. Uh, I think that, uh, you know, if I am to take, you know, I've mentioned this before, the kind of does my mom know who they are test, and I am to use that as my foundation and a pick six artists, it would be Willie Nelson, Cheryl Crow, Cindy Lauper, White Stripes, Missy Elliott, George Michael. You, you got my uh, you got my other one. I mean, White Stripes. I you know that's a natural. I mean, I love garage rock. I I, I love what they did. Uh, I, I actually think the White Stripes were better. I mean, Jack White's had a great solo career, but I think White Stripes outdoes everything. And I was very pissed off at the um, you know the whole online tussle about whether Meg White was was a great drummer or not. I mean, yeah, of course she was. Yeah, I mean, it's uh, it was an argument that I think caught fire because it was foolish, and yeah. anyone anyone who exactly. thinks that Meg I mean, was that not the perfect drummer perfect. for yeah, that band was perfect. I and I don't blame Jack for leaving it. I mean, it was like an artistic straitjacket to continue to play that way. But what a career they had over like basically like nothing, like the Seinfeld show, you know, just Jack and the and the and the drummer. It was terrific. I mean, yeah. I, I mean, they're, you know, our I mean, argument they should be in a rock and roll hall of fame and no yeah. matter what it is, you know? Yeah. They, they're vital. Their, their position in the story of, of rock and roll is important. You know, you think they have a shot this year. I, I, do. I, I don't know. I, do. If they do. Oh, yeah. mm -hmm. I think so. I think it's looking yeah. pretty good for them. It remains to be seen if they how, are. How do you know? How do you know that? What are the tea leaves that you read? I mean, you, you can't really tell from that poll, the, uh, no. the online no. poll. My thoughts are it's in line with the exciting new rock bands who get nominated on their first year of eligibility. I'm thinking mm -hmm. Foo Fighters, Pearl Jam, Green Day, Nirvana. That's your logic. That's my logic, oh, yeah. yeah. And that Jack White is a figure in the music industry who is beloved. He plays ball. He shows up at a lot of events he's done a lot for the record industry the literally the vinyl industry i mean he's someone who's very visible he's someone who represents yeah, no argument here i'm a rock big and jack, roll. i'm a big jack white fan and the extra philip of of of, of rewarding meg white is is uh, is more than enough pleasure to get out of this because uh whatever argument that was whether it was tongue-in-cheek or not she was terrific in that in that group i mean it was mm -hmm. it was perfect the way it was yeah uh and so you know i think they have a good shot uh, but as we've said competitive ballot someone's getting snubbed it's you mm -hmm. know something yeah something. so this is where i am this is where we are right now okay i got four i'll uh, you know i got white stripes i got lawper i got joy division new order i got missy elliott okay i'm gonna throw this up to the audience i told you i was leaning warren zevon yes right? you did you mm -hmm. sure did but i'm not I, I'm not completely there on Warren Zevon. So okay. what I'm saying is I'm open right now to being dissuaded okay. and and moving on to somebody else if I hear a good if I hear a good argument. So uh, do either of you want to try to dissuade me from uh, Werewolves of London onto uh, maybe uh, Wham or uh, or or even even the spinners is there an argument to be made for the spinners are they okay, so, are so they the, deserving as part of that Philly soul sound I, I have plenty to say but I'm gonna let I'm gonna of? let Kristen I'm gonna I'm gonna let Kristen speak. well I was just gonna say you know I think the bush push didn't work so I guess we're we're abandoning is that, is that I mean do we abandon it 
hope ye who enter there. He said, she's just not doing it for me. I'm not in the cult. That would be your first choice, Kate Bush? For the fifth slot, yeah. Now, uh, I mean, like, am I am I just not going to let go of this? Uh, <laughs> you, 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 you observed Kate Bush's comeback in You're 2022. You're like a dog with a bone. Yeah, I know, but you I, observed I, it. I mean, that was nothing Kate Bush had really anything to do with. I mean, He's, that was does more about that not make it more impressive? The power of the music alone, without any involvement from a PR firm, without nope. her ever having social media, without her leaving whatever home she lives in across the pond. Well, that, was, that was strong proof. Yeah, I mean that that was strong proof. Uh, it's it, it, it's true. Do you know yeah. how far? Up the hot 100 running up that hill went this year. Yeah, no one's arguing with that. I mean, that was an impressive. I asked that you a question, impressive. Roy. Do you know how far it went up? <laughs> Do you? Offhand? Because I'll tell you. Would you like me to tell you? I'm sure you will. Go ahead. It went to number four on the not a specialty chart, Mm-mm. not oldies. I'm surprised it didn't go number one with all those streams, huh? On the hot 100. A feat that has never been done. And need I remind you, that song is from 1985. Roy, that song is older than me. Do you do you agree with that spiel, Chris? I do. I do. I'm very pro you're, Kate you're, Bush. If she's going to get in, Bush. it's got to be this year. This is it. This is the year. If she's getting in, she's getting in this year. And wouldn't you like to say you helped her get there? There, she's been on the ballot before. I, no, obviously, I can't. I can't. She's been do on the ballot that. before. Obviously, she is very deserving, and we have, for the first time, unexpected momentum, Roy. And you could be a part yeah. of the be Kate a part of something Bush big. Momentum. Ever think about that? I can't do. I can't. I can't. I can't do Kate Bush. All right, do you need me to cry about how much I love the song Freedom 90? Because I'll do that. If we need to talk about George Michael. (laughs) George Michael, okay. And here, here, there's a lot of things to consider. I I mean, like politicking. I love it. with, with, With these artists, yes, the music for any of these artists is great. That's almost besides the point at this point. We have to think about other things. The Hall, historically, has not been very good to queer artists. There's a lot looking in from the outside. But let me ask you this. Please. Do you honestly feel, uh, is he a a lost cause? Am I I wasting my vote with George Michael? No, I think he he has a much better shot than our, our I don't don't know about much better. Does he have a better shot than Kate Bush? Let me ask you that. Mm. He probably does. I would say so. Just, Just from American, like, you know, ubiquity, like from an American perspective, more people know George Michael than they do Kate Bush. I kind of like that. I, I do like that. Be a part of history, Roy. I like being part of history. I, I think I think the George Michael vote fills out my, I mean, I I, I go for women. I got I got gay rights here. Look at the, sure do. Look at sure the do. inclusion on your color. ballot, Roy. Inclusionary. I, I've got an inclusionary ballot here look at that look at roy traken woke king ally <laughs> ally <laughs> let's see let's, let's see, see the ink. pen let's see pick the, up the pen. the pen pick up the pen let's see it oh you don't trust me you think no I'm we go got this we, actions speak been... louder than words all right and i'm sending it out i'm gonna send it out today perfect I'm gonna sign it and send it signed sealed delivered <laughs> let's see Look oh gorgeous that. love that right. now that's My, a ballot I'm thrilled. I'm thrilled. 
We Is applaud. my check in the mail or something? Do I get my SAG after a podcast uh, <laughs> reprint rights and stuff and streaming and whatever yeah. else you guys are hawking? You can leave your Venmo in the chat. That's right. Well, Roy, always a journey uh, when it comes to filling out your ballot. Do you like my ballot now? Do you guys approve? Because I, I have I no choice. I have no choice but to stand. And <laughs> Roy, thank you so much for you got it, guys. spending thank a little you. time with us. And uh, a lot of fun. Be good. Have a good weekend. Thank you so much. Thanks, Thanks Roy. Roy. Have a Take great care. weekend. Thanks, Take guys. care. Bye bye. It's time to keep the train rolling. Talk to some more of our favorites about their ballot this year. And let's bring in Evelyn McDonald. Hey, Evelyn. Hey, how are you, Joe? How are you, Kristen? Hello, absolutely. A favorite, one of one of the all-time faves. Aww. How exciting. Thank you. It's nice to be reunited. <laughs> Truly, it does feel so good. And you know, and for and for a cause. Yeah. So all right, look looking at this ballot, uh, are is there are there any names that pop out to you as you have to vote for them. Don't even need to think about it. Yeah, slam dunk was Missy Elliott. Of, of course, we agree there. I would have been there dynamiting the building if she hadn't been on the ballot. So <laughs> you and me both. Um, so yeah, no, of course, Missy. I mean, I am such a Missy Elliott fan from you know, Super Duper Fly on. Um, mm-hmm. Just so groundbreaking. Still super cool. Then of course, like we actually get. A woman rapper in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. It's about mm-hmm. time. You know, this this better be this better be happen. Yeah. yeah. And she better not be the last. She better not be the token. Yeah. Hopefully she's opening up a pathway for more rather than like fulfilling a quota of one. Right. <laughs> right. That was that was number one. And and similarly up there, although um, you know, there's always like the, the hard thing about filling out the ballot is there's there's the ones that you're like, okay, well. They just should be in there. Let's, you know, it's wrong. It's, they're important. It's it's not the same as necessarily who my favorite artists are. There's always that, well, okay, maybe they're not my favorite artists, but I know that they belong in there, right? So there's a couple mm-hmm. artists I would say that are like that on my ballot. And so Kate Bush, right? Hugely important. Again, like, you know, should have been on in a long time ago. Mm-hmm. She's actually not like one of my personal favorite artists, you know, and obviously she had this, you know, reclamation last year, Mm -hmm. I think to Stranger Things, um, but, you know, way beyond that and just her immense talent and and gift and and her impact. But I mean, I know that she's weird and she's esoteric and, but otherwise I think she hits all the rock hall marks and. Yeah. And this seems like this is the year that there could be a a big enough rally to finally kind of like get her in. And she finally achieved that thing, which was one of the categories that was always lacking, which was name recognition and that breakthrough song, you know, American uh, breakthrough. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, it's weird that it happened, you know, the TV show had that effect, but I mean, whatever, whatever it took, whatever it takes. Yeah. I mean, truly. So yeah, it's a it's a momentum year for Kate, uh, and it just, it feel it feels good not just for the reasons you said, but also like okay, you know, she's been, this is the fourth time on the ballot, but it really feels like something could happen this year given the kind of circumstance. Right. So yeah. fingers crossed. 
we're with you so far. We like it. Yeah, those would those are like as we've been talking to people. Those are like the top two. Oh, good. If, if anyone's open to suggestion, which not everybody is, but the, those tend to be the those are the top two that we those are that we two go for. of two of maybe three or four that we kind of have been circling. You know, with like, have you considered Kate Bush? <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, have you thought about Missy? Have you thought about Missy Elliott for your fifth people slot? People aren't just saying it off the bat. I it mean, is I'll, 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 some are, some are for yeah, sure. Okay. You know, they're, they're, we we speak, we try to speak to all kinds. So, right. yes, <laughs> but it, it it is like we have a clipboard outside of Trader Joe's. Uh, the, the way that we are. <laughs> have you thought about Kate Bush? Yes. So, um, so those were like my two. You know, those were the two slam dunks. I really, I, I actually really struggled to decide amongst the next three. And I actually, looking at my notes, I still technically have four written down because i think at mm-hmm. one point i was like can i vote for six but now i've double checked mm-hmm. just voting for five so I, again and i struggled with that like who do i think should be in versus like who's personal favorite of mine right mm-hmm. you know and trying to have balance and equity and all those things but but then i would have to say that just looking at like impact length of career just all around you know, historic importance and, you know, and not going to be around as long as maybe some of the other people is Willie Nelson. So I'm voting for Willie Nelson. It probably, you look surprised. No, I mean, this... <laughs> the, you know what the thing is, we're, we're not surprised, but one thing we will tell you is that everybody is voting for Willie this we year. We are not so... worried about Willie. Willie's need for your vote is... Good. Well, maybe maybe I'll change it's it. It's not then. great, especially if you have six that you're looking at and yes. Willie is one of them. He's right. going to do fine. Now, I understand if you're like, I love Willie Nelson and I would be devastated if he got in without my vote. You know, like if I wasn't a part of the, the wave that's going to carry him in because he is going straight to the top. He's going right. to waltz right in with a bandana and a guitar and like it's happening. This uh, is why it's important that you're interviewing everybody and you have your finger <laughs> on that pulse because uh i am not and i have a more selective group not and actually honestly i haven't really even been talking to anybody about who they're voting for so well you know then maybe i'll uh well, let's hear who else you're considering right. and he's, then we'll just see the he's not a bad person to vote for it's obviously just, does he need your vote right. probs not we would say not and like not. the thing that we were suspecting going into this is that he everybody's going to be very excited to vote for Willie, and that has more or less been proven by a lot of the people we've been talking to. It's crazy to me that he's not already in. That also. and that also is really like keeping the excitement. The it's fact the that he's never been on a ballot. It's the legend of this year. Yeah. It's the Tina Turner. It's the Dolly Parton. This is like long time snub. The long time snub. The legend of this year is right. is Willie, and he's he's getting it. Well, I do love Willie, but maybe I'll. If he doesn't need me, <laughs> maybe. Well, I was going to vote for Tribe Called Quest anyways, but do they need me? They need you. I don't know if it will help, but they yeah. need you. I mean, like they're uh, almost on, in my opinion, on the opposite side of the spectrum yeah. of like, it's not looking good for them. Wow. Uh, we, we, I mean, I love them. I know Kristen loves them. They're one of my favorite groups, period, let alone on the ballot. But the the shine of being new to the ballot last year has... Is a little faded this year. This is a very competitive ballot. Um, right. I I can't not 
ever say don't vote for them just because it's like they're yeah. so worthy and, and so truly excellent but right they lost cause i i worry yeah i, yeah. I would not put money on on them making it but yeah, we're well, not going to be out over here talking you out of it, but we might, you no. know, we might pivot you towards some worthy candidates who it's have a maybe it's an seeming, ongoing discussion. seeming better <laughs> shot. Who knows? You know, this is this is just this is what we're here for. Uh, I probably will vote for them no matter what, because I feel like yeah. I can't shame other people for I can't shame the Hall Rock Hall for not, for not putting them in if you're not going to put your your vote on yeah. the line. Yeah. So uh, now I'm well, I mean, I'm, gonna, I'm not surprised about that, but. Okay, so for a group that is personally to me one of my favorite bands of all time, personal impact, and I do think has had a huge impact on music, you know, in some ways a cult artist. So I'm like, do they really deserve it? Go for it. Come on, go for it. In the new order. Yeah, do it. Do it. Yeah. Do it. We support that. We highly uh, support that. They could use it. It's a pot. They're going to be a bubble act this year. If they get in, it won't be like a, you know, obviously they got in, but yeah, not it, a sure you thing, know, but it's not you know, a sure like, thing. Like we but said, it's this, their first year on, first the year on the ballot. Well, I do think because I, I feel like they did have that personal impact on so many, like mm-hmm. a, of a certain generation. Those albums got me through college. Yes, um, absolutely. I saw New Order on their first tour. It was a disaster. Oh, no. <laughs> Worst live band ever. Uh, but, but the records. Yeah. I mean, the I to remain. And I, I, I think that that would be a worthy act to, to put your weight behind. New to the ballot, long overdue. Uh, you know, they appeal to a lot of musicians, appeal to a lot of critics. Uh, yeah, I, we, we support. All right. And so then my sixth or fifth <laughs> vote is for the spinners. I like that as well. Yeah, we love. You know, they've been off the ballot for a little bit. And so, you know, any fatigue that was happening, like, because they, they were on the ballot a few years in the row, like about 10 years ago, but they've been off for a while. The lane they're in is not a crowded one. You know, they are the only, far and away, the only 70s soul group on mm-hmm. on this ballot. Right. And, you know, we, we've, we've found that actually when we talked to a lot of uh, voters who are still kind of stuck in the 70s, uh, <laughs> They are they're in they're into seeing the spinners above all else. So you know, talk about a group that uh, is long overdue. They were eligible for the hall in the second year of the hall's existence. So right. the spinners is and and it's a group overall that just doesn't get the due that mm-hmm. they deserve. And so and I think an induction would be a meaningful one. So I in my opinion, I think you've got a good ballot, and I don't think you you need to go for. Willie, because I think he's going to be fine. But I think giving your giving your votes to Kate Bush, Missy Elliott, Joy Division, New Order, Spitters, and a Tribe Called Quest, I think that's a that's a solid a ballot. ballot. That's a very that's good a ballot, ballot, actually. I think Thank it's you. Very good. We expect nothing less. <laughs> Thank you, guys. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. It's always great to talk to you. Yes, thank okay. you so much. For we'll, me on. we'll talk to you again soon. Okay, take care. Bye-bye. All right, bye-bye. All right, Chris, so we've just got a few more. Uh, you know, at this point, we're just talking to people that, that we love to talk to and the people that uh, we have the most fun talking to at this point. So yeah, we're uh, really on a roll and it's awesome. <laughs> I'm, I'm loving it. I'm very excited to talk to our next guest. All right. Uh, she was on the nominating committee for a number of years uh, before relocating uh, out of Cleveland 
in D.C. now. Let's talk to her, Lauren Anki. Welcome back to the show. Hi, friends. It's really great to talk with you both. Yeah, what a treat to see your face. I'm thrilled. Yay, and here we are again with another insane, what the hell do we do with this ballot group of artists that do kinds of issues. We're here to help. Yes. We're always here to help. you for help, as I always am. I'm assuming, having said that, you have not filled out your ballot yet. Okay, she's holding up an empty ballot. She's ready to go. As always, I'm close. I know some artists I'm absolutely going to vote for. Great. Well, let's let's start with those. Let's start okay. with, was there any one artist that immediately shot to the top for you? The Spinners. I like it. We the like spinners, it. You know, they've been deserving for a long time. And, you know, you all done good work on them. They've come up before. There's a lot of people in the nominating committee that believe in them. Mm-hmm undeniable string of incredible work, particularly in the 70s. It seems impossible that you could have an institution that has all these Motown artists inducted and not the spinners. Um, Interestingly, right, Philly Soul is actually not that well represented in the hall. You have Kenny Gamble and Leon Huff, of course, the architects of Philadelphia International, and the OJs, kind of that's the end of the line. Pretty much it. Yeah, so, you don't have Tom Bell, which is someone who should be inducted for sure. He should and be in this a non-performer. Of the Tom Bell kind of projects, if you want to call it that, or collaborations, uh, maybe a better word, uh, you know, the spinners stand, I think, highest uh, among them. And, you know, they're a group that, you know, they didn't get the, they didn't get the benefits of being in the Motown machine right. when they were... Yep. When they were with Motown, they were a low priority. And so they didn't get the benefit of the publicity that the Temptations or the Supremes or the Jackson 5 or all these groups. All these groups that are in the hall. Yes. It was just almost there and then they would miss and then they'd miss. And then it's a shame, of course, changes changes the game. But and then they move to it. They move. uh, They switch labels and, you know, and have success. But there's there's they still never really got. The recognition and do that they deserved and a, an induction would be i think so meaningful for a group those that records, deserves those records were massive 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 and i mean the 1973 album just called the spinners is a classic and wall to wall yeah and it's not just singles there's some great albums in there so that was one where Please, let's make this happen. Well, and there's, you know, they need your vote they are a bubble act for sure but they have a path for the first time in a long time, they have a pretty clear lane that could get them there. And uh, so, yeah, great pick. Number one, we love it, Lauren. So that's a no, no-brainer no for me. Who should I mention next? Um, Missy Elliott. Yeah, there we go. That's I was like, Lauren's going to definitely be voting for Missy, and I'm happy about that. I'm really intrigued that Missy Elliott made the ballot. That was kind of a pleasant surprise. I'm worried that the voting body is not going to get it, despite her massive... It is my fear. It is my biggest fear of this ballot, is that somehow Missy doesn't get it. Especially because of some of the um, competition. I think of acts that I'm not voting for. Mm -hmm. But I think you all did a terrific conversation about her. Thank you. A, A game changer... The, the high level of artistic innovation throughout her whole career influenced the whole package. Not to mention that there's no women in in hip hop. But yeah, so those, again, that was like 
check, check, check. I did what I always do. I went back to the catalog and I was like, oh, right. And then there's this Missy album and that Missy album. So mm-hmm. maybe the, the gods will align behind her. That is my greatest hope. All right. Who else is in the mix? Tribe. Okay. Called Quest. You know, they've been on once before. Last year, yeah. So this is two years in a row, which honestly makes us a little nervous about the the shine dimming with a consecutive nomination, especially with a competitive ballot. We love Tribe. Don't I wouldn't yeah, bet on it. Yeah, we love Tribe. But... We, we don't. We would never encourage someone not to vote for them. Last year, I was more hopeful than I had been than I am this year about them getting in. Believe me, if they get in, I will be yeah. so thrilled. I can't not vote for them. Yeah, um, exactly. I'm gonna hear what you're gonna try to talk me in or out of happily, but you know, so far, I'm I'm just cruising. I'm like, yeah. there needs to be more hip hop. Yes, right. But no, you're most right. It's importantly. So influential, so significant. Vote uh, for the class you want to see. You know, yeah. be the change in the world. Cindy Lauper. Ah. You know, the catalog is small, but really powerful. I mean, I think you could go into the Hall of Fame for the She's So Unusual album all by itself. I also have a little bit of a, I know I have a little bit of a soft spot for Cindy Lauper in terms of the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. The Hall of Fame. They no longer call themselves a museum, just a Hall of Fame in Cleveland. We did a big exhibit on women in rock in 2011. That was amazing. And it was really in part sparked by Cindy Lauper, who came to the museum and said, where are the women? Where um, are all the women? That's exactly <laughs> it. And um, particularly the women on the curatorial team in at that time really just kicked ass pulling that exhibit together. And we had... Um, Cindy's shoes from the the back of the out al- from the album cover. Back then, there used to be like these annual benefits before the inductions were in Cleveland and on a more regular basis. And there was a benefit show that we connected with the exhibit, and it was Cindy Lauper, Darlene Love, Mavis Staples, and Ronnie Spector. Oh yeah, just like ah. So the 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 women really embraced the exhibit. So, I mean, Cindy's so rock and roll too, like innovative attitude, a long, you know, interesting career as you all mapped out a while back. You know, that is the moment of the, you know, Prince and Madonna and Springsteen and Cindy Lauper, these big crushing albums. That record, She Bop, Girls Just Want to Have Fun, it belongs in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. It's anthemic. Yeah, she's great. We love Cindy. So Kate Bush, Joy Division New Order, and George Michael are three that we've been advocating for. Those are three that we love and have given the hard sell to a couple people on. They all should be in. Mm-hmm. Yes. Kate Bush, we know we know why, but this year there's the added momentum of having one of the great comeback years right. of any artist has ever and it experienced. was just too late for last year, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Timing was not was not perfect could be an exciting time to do this for Kate. So I like that. Joy Division New Order is a, a group that I've been pushing since the dawn of this show, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, their influence on alt music and indie music and and the bands that have come in their wake, essentially ripping them off, trying to, trying to get that sound. And then not to mention New Order's place as uh, electronic uh, mm-hmm. superstars. You know, I think we need more electronic music in the home. Yeah, there's hardly any. Even that period isn't very well represented. 
No, I wouldn't say so. And I, you know, and they've got they've got the hits to back it up. You know, that mm-hmm. still get played, and that still people know. And then you know, there's George Michael. Like, what what else do you have to say about George Michael? Like, yeah. one of the especially as we're going through these '80s superstars of that era, he's maybe the last ultra superstar who has not been uh, accounted for. A great songwriter, an incredible voice, someone who wouldn't let the industry bat him around and tell him what to do and he forged his own path and a great great artist so so uh there are really wonderful cases to be made for all of these artists some things that i am thinking about i mean i love george michael and i want him in and i have cried talking about how much the song freedom 90 means to me i've cried on this show recently like i I love him and i love that song and i love I think he's really important and I want to see him get in and I want him to get in on his first ballot too, because we need more queer artists in the, in the hall. He is not here to accept that, which is a heart that like, that's just a part of the consideration. He also has the most name recognition of those three that we just mentioned, which means he probably will do better in the voting than the artists that are maybe a little bit more on the fridge. He's also, you know, we've talked before about does an artist, is it, is it best for the artist if they get in or is it one of those ones that it's better for the institution if they get Mm -hmm. in like dolly and i think actually for george michael's reputation and place in history it could have a really positive impact on that yes the attention that would come would help to kind of tell that story and put it in a context that i think sometimes gets a little bit lost and I do think Joe is right in that, that he does have kind of maybe of those three. I, I don't know, because I also think Kate Bush has some good momentum this year as well. It's really hard um, to tell. It's, it's like, very hard I'm to like, tell. Is, is George, how on the bubble is George Michael? I really don't know. Like I how, don't know. I, th- I think about the either latent or obvious homophobia in the voters. Or in, I, I think about the homophobia in the voters. I also think about the genre bias of the voters and kind of the all the biases of the voters and I worry for him, you know? Yeah. I think all three acts that you are considering are, are absolutely worthy. I mean, I think the one that probably needs the votes the most, am I, do, do I, don't I think know. it's, I don't know. I'm I don't like, know. I don't know. Is it, I, I'm not sure. Is it joy division new order? I'm not sure. I, I guess. You know, I'm I'm kind of leaning towards Kate Bush, if not for the fact that I know that we were able to ring a George Michael vote out of Roy Trakin, who was more <laughs> or less more or less gave us a, a vote and pushed it from Zevon to George Michael. So I'm like, we weren't able to get him to do Kate Bush. So I'm kind of like, maybe if you do the Kate Bush one, we were even. Then our out. conscience is clean. <laughs> Oh my gosh, we're falling apart here, Lauren. <laughs> I, uh, you're doing you're doing amazing work. It may come down to George Michael or Kate Bush. I would say go Kate Bush, if not for the fact that Kate Bush is still with us. Like if we, if we need to draw a line somewhere, when when we're not finding any lines, it's that's what I would do. I think Joe is right on that. I also do think she's incredibly worthy, and that this year she would be helped by your vote and it is likely her year. Well, um, sorry, I can't be more, you know, give you a more juicy thought. I feel like we, I need your help with this ballot now every year. I don't know how this has happened. <laughs> but I'm like, well, I'm going to make my, I got to talk to Joe. I got to talk to Kristen. I got to figure it out. So that's great. We'll have fun. It's good to connect. 
Oh my yes, gosh, thank it's you so, so much for, I'll let you for... Know, if, if it matters, I'll let you know where I land. If you feel like it, I think wherever you land, I, it, it won't be a bad place. You can't, Agree. you kind of can't go wrong with, with what you're dealing with at this point. So, uh, let your heart guide you, keep your ears open. Uh, I'm sure you'll find what you need to find. It's like going to see my pastor or something there. <laughs> or did you have a priestly? <laughs> Joe grew up Catholic. I think he uh, Father rub, Joe rubbed off on me. But uh, yeah, it was great. Great talking to you, Lauren. Yes, as so always. wonderful. Always a treat. Always a joy. Thank you so much. Thanks, you all. Take care. Take yes. Bye bye. All right. All right. Let's bring in our next uh, our next friend. Our final friend. We did this two years ago. I like I like wrapping up the calls with this guy. You know him from the Hit Parade podcast. He's been on our show many times. Chris Malinfi, welcome back. Hey guys, how's it going? Great. Uh, we have we have data for you. We have. Uh, <laughs> Do you now? Oh, I you mean, know how I love some good data. <laughs> if if you're if if you're truly our last call, which I think, I don't. I have no intention of of scheduling anybody else. And uh, yes. as a okay. promise to myself, I'm not going to like give myself more work than is necessary. We talked to maybe you might call them the essentials and. Uh, you know, we've, we, we, you're, let's see, what are they? You're one of the essentials. You're the final essential. You're the final piece to the puzzle. Now the data set will Honored. be complete. We can make our predictions based on our incredibly small and weird sample. But you're number this nine. Is this like usually. a McDonald's game? Collect them all or <laughs> yes, something like yes. that? Yes, it's a lot like that. If we get uh, Chris Maliafi Avenue, we can get a free uh, side of fries. But you're, you're number nine, uh, you know, I think it, maybe last year we talked like number 16 nine? people or something, number but nine. yeah, in, in your revolution number nine. So you've got your ballot with you. No. I do. I'm holding it right on my hand. <laughs> Look at that. Okay. Uh, and you, I'm assuming you haven't, you haven't put pen to paper yet. I have not put pen to paper yet because, okay, when I saw this nominations list a couple months ago, I can often in my head rattle off, oh, it's going to be this, this, this at least. And sometimes, like last year, I came up with my five really fast, and I never yep. wavered. Wow. Um, mm -hmm. This year, part of the reason why I really wanted to talk to you guys, and I would love to know, based on the data you've collected, what makes the most sense. Sure. I have a pretty solid four. Okay. And the fifth I'm agonizing over. This is the story of this year, the agonizing fifth slot. Listen, yeah. we're, you know we're here to help. And right. honestly, the last call we had... I don't know how much of a help we were because we were we kind of we kind of <laughs> came to a difficult crossroads, um, but uh, let's let's just get into it and let's let's talk about was anybody at the shooting to the very top of this list for you? I would love to know if you're hearing this from others. I am convinced that there has never been a better year, and there never will be a better year for Kate Bush. I knew that's what year. you were going to say, and I I think you are absolutely right on about that about this being the best year the most momentum the comeback story of the year and also knowing what a kate bush fan it, are, are you feeling that in the air it's feeling good i mean i want to feel good about it but never you can never feel, feel good, good about, about the hall it. it's impossible no one can ever feel good. It will take away all your good feelings. Let me make the negative case first. Um, not in terms of whether or not she deserves it. I've made that case many a year. And by the way, I have a I have a perfect streak. Any year Kate Bush is on the ballot, I vote for her. This is, I think, the fourth time I will have voted for her. I'm not going to stop now. The negative case, it seems to me, is 
something I reported on when I used to cover the Rock Hall as a reporter in the early 10s, and I was covering the annual agony of the Sheik vote. And in 2013, when Nile Rodgers played on Daft Punk's number two hit, Get Lucky, I thought, oh, slam dunk, it's finally gonna happen. Everybody's reminded of the brilliance of Nile Rodgers. Sheik are in. And it didn't damn well happen. She got in. I, Nile Rogers. Nile Rogers finally got swept in a side door. Thank God they did it. He deserves it. The whole band deserved it. But like, if a number two hit with Daft Punk can't get you into the Rock Hall in 2013, I kind of don't know what would. But mm-hmm. I will say the the radio stations weren't going. And here's Daft Punk and Nile Rogers with "Get Lucky." They Fair. were saying Daft Punk's new single "Get Lucky" and is a hit. And they certainly weren't saying the word "chic." They yeah. were at all. They were now. Now I could also argue the positive case, and I think yes. this was on the ballot the first year I voted, which I think was 2015. The positive case is what happened to NWA after five turns. Five. Correct me if I'm no, wrong, Joe. Four. four, four. Fine. Four. On the fourth turn. Straight out of Compton, the movie hits theaters, becomes a mega blockbuster. And everybody's like, oh yeah, NWA, they're rock stars. We should put them in the hall. And boom, after four frustrating tries, they finally get in. So the question on my mind is, is Kate Bush Nile Rodgers in 2013 or is she NWA in 2015? And I've talked to several fellow voting friends and I'm distressed that there are some who are absolutely voting for her and some who are like, eh, and I, I don't know if people realize, like, we really need to put this over the top because there's just never going to be a better chance than there is this year. This I'm, is it. If, I'm, I'm religious about this. If there was a time, it is now. Agreed. Is Stranger Things straight out of Compton is the analogy I'm making yeah, here. Right. I mean, because what it Stranger Things did, it was catapulted her to the top of the charts in a way that, like, as as is your bread and butter, Chris, talking about chart anomalies and and things like that this is one of the most incredible cases of a song returning to the hot 100 like there's just the superlatives you could put on what happened with running up that hill this year it's pretty remarkable and you know there's almost nothing that we can really compare it to there really isn't and i i've written about it extensively i did a whole hit parade episode about it the closest you can come was what happened to Bohemian Rhapsody in 1992 after Wayne's World. Yes. And even that's not a perfect analogy because Bohemian Rhapsody was a beloved 70s top 10 hit in the first place. Right. Running Up That Hill was barely a top 40 hit in the first place. It was the only hit Kate Bush had ever had. It became her only hit again. It put her on the radar of people who hadn't given her another thought, particularly in America, in four decades mm-hmm. so there's right. there's no analogy for what stranger things did for kate bush um so yeah that's a box i'm checking right off the top perfect and i hope others are good yeah you know one thing i've been thinking about is like the fact that there are just going to be american voters who are just not going to vote for kate bush no matter what uh just because they never knew about her they don't care to learn about her uh and that's something that gives me pause but you know the the momentum is on her side and Mm -hmm. you know because of the uh american bias against her she needs your vote so there there's there's no um there's no no safety as far as i'm concerned yeah yeah so kate bush great perfect beautiful vote well spent we love it so then as long as we're talking about solo women i'm sure you're hearing from a lot of people that missy elliott is 
got to be a lock, right? I mean, let's hope she's a lock. Um, That's exactly it. Let's hope. That is where I'm at. Yeah. I mean, I'm hoping. If ever there were a hip hop act that was going to get that first year eligible swoop into the hall, you got to hope it's her. Mm. First female rapper in the hall. Correct me if I'm wrong. Yeah. Unless you count Sylvia Robinson, which is almost like a technicality, inducted as a non-performer, exactly. Uh, wrapped sometimes almost as a as a lark. Exactly. So just for all sorts of reasons, never mind the fact that she richly deserves it. By the way, I loved y'all's episode about her. Um, Thank you. Pointing out the fact that she has a perfect streak of platinum albums. She's influential as a producer, as a songwriter, as a performer, as a hip-hop figure yeah i this is one of those situations where you don't want to take this nomination for granted and Mm -hmm. it was a no-brainer to me that i'm voting for missy great so those are the top two we've been we've been pushing with these calls so out of the gate we're on the same wavelength we're on the same wavelength i typically allow myself one band of white men with guitars each year and if but what my, if there's a woman also in this band? There, There is a woman also in this band. All right, um, then. But, you're doing great. And I hope we're talking about the same band. I'm talking about the band on the T-shirt I'm wearing right now, yeah, which is Joy one. Division New Order. Yes. This vote to me is like, I know it's a bit of a stretch, but it's like me voting for Duran Duran last year. I was waiting for this nomination. I even think they did it right. I've gotten yes. into fights with people online who are saying, why are they nominating two bands together? It makes total sense that they're nominating the two bands together. Joy Division and New Order would never get in on their own. It makes total and sense. And also, why would we go through this process twice? Right. We don't need to. We don't yeah. need to. They're if, the same band. If you know the story, you know you know the connection there. The name change nearly is semantic. Like the This was a group that soldiered on under a new name but so many things remain the same and what's great is that you know what i'm talking about and we don't have to argue about it yep so wonderful love to not have to hear that again yeah right well i read something interesting i'm working on an episode of hip parade right now that's about the 60s and 80s british invasion and one of the 80s books i'm reading points out that new order is essentially joy division for a couple of songs you know and through their first EP. And then all of a sudden they do Blue Monday and they become this other thing. But it's that evolution from Joy Division into New Order, which is a very natural evolution and maintains Peter Hook's bass, Bernard Sumner's elliptical vocals. Like there's a connection there and yet the evolution feels natural. So that's an easy call for me. You're going three for three with with who who we're pushing. This is great. Uh, And I have a feeling... I have a feeling number four is going to make my day, and I'm really. We'll see. We'll we'll, we'll see. I, we'll I have. See. Th- do you we'll, want to take a guess? No, no, no. no I don't. I, let's let's no. not do that. But no, uh, I'm, I'm I think hoping. Chris Kristen might not be hip to what I'm thinking, but we'll. Ooh, okay. Yeah, but we'll 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 see. We'll we'll let we'll you see. proceed. Just worth noting so far, an exquisite ballot. Thank you. I would say another soloist I've been waiting a long time for is George Michael. That's the uh, one. That's what I was thinking. Kristen uh, stood up. <laughs> I'm just happy I love to it when not I can make to... Kristen get out of her seat. I I'm really am so happy to not have to argue the case or anything to not have to. I'm just like, these are the artists that you should be voting for. And I'm glad to hear somebody doing it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> it's... I'm, 
I've been I'm advocating thrilled. for George Michael for years. I did an episode of uh, the Oliver Wong uh, podcast, Heat Rocks, where I talked mm -hmm. about Faith. I reminded people that George Michael played almost every instrument on Faith. He wrote everything, he recorded everything, he sang everything. The guy was a genius. He was a genius both before and after Faith. Mm -hmm. He was a crossover star. I wrote a Slate article that pointed out that he had the number one black album in the country in 1988 with Faith. Wild. Um, Absolutely wild. So That's like wild. His, his love in the black community is deep and real. He is obviously an important LGBTQ figure, mm -hmm. uh, despite the fact that the poor guy had to live, you know, most of his career in the closet. I just, I've loved him more than half my life. His, his music's amazing. So yeah, that's another one. Put him where, in. Put him in already. Um, put him and in. I, yeah, and yeah. I, will, I will always have a fondness for Taylor Hawkins for advocating for George Michael. Agree. God from bless him. That was, that was like the single best thing about the Foo Fighters induction. I Taylor fully Hawkins. agree. Taylor Hawkins calling for George Michael. From Thank you, Chris. I knew I could count on you. I knew that was why you, I just knew it. I knew just knew you, you it. You were waiting for me. What did you, what did you think he was going to say? Uh, okay. Joe? So now no, we, we've got the now four down, right? We've got and the now, four down. Yeah. Now we get into nebulous territory. I just know from listening to your podcast that you have, I'm thinking about your, your series of episodes that was called, I want to be the one to walk in the sun. I, you know, I, so I was uh -huh. like, I could, I That's could see it. you I going for Cindy. I could have also seen that being the fourth. That, that was who I thought it was going to be up between. Right. And so I thought maybe you were going that way, but you know, we, we can have a discussion. I'm sure she's in the mix for you. We, we have some ideas as well, but. If I were to boil it down to three who I wish had my fifth vote, it would be yes, Cindy Lauper. Mm -hmm. A tribe called tribe. Quest, whom I voted for just last year and are basically my favorite hip hop act of all time. And and especially given what has just happened with De La Soul this year, to get any Native Tongues Act into the hall, to me, should be a priority, even if it's not De La. And to a somewhat lesser extent, but just because they've been on so many damn times and they deserve it already, the spinners yep. are formative on this ballot. Yep. should be in by mm -hmm. now. What a wonderful conundrum. Yeah. Now, I suppose the spinners... I have a theory that if they don't get in this time, they may be trying one last time and then they'll get in on early influence because they're so historic. I mean, how far back do they date? Technically eligible for the second year of the hall. Right. You know, formed in the 50s, first record in 61. Um, yeah, I mean, they go they go way back. And they would be the artist I would pick for your fifth slot. Interesting, because you think they could use it and they think they think you think they stand a chance? I do. What I'm thinking is... Okay, when they've been on the ballot before, they have they faced very different competition. And now 70s soul, nobody else is that on this Lame. ballot. Even even just 70s. Like there's a few 70s artists on this ballot, but not really that many. We know having talked to some quote unquote old timers, but also some people who aren't old timers who just feel there there's like almost like a, a warmth in their heart that is drawing them to the spinners. And I think that's a good thing. And they've waited a long time. And for them to finally get in would almost would almost feel like a miracle, but it, it feels like it's within reach. And you don't think that voting for them, I don't know, it's like voting for LL the last time or voting for Sister Rosetta Tharp. I voted for her my first year. She didn't get in and they swept her in on the yeah. side door. You know, like... I mean, the thing is, and what's frustrating is you you never know uh, when when they're going to pull one of those. But I just get the sense that the spinners, I mean, you, you make a good point, but I just feel like 
from what we've seen, from how I kind of am getting a sense of things, it could work. And you'll have the satisfaction of voting <laughs> for the artist outside of Willie Nelson, who has waited the, the longest to get in. That's a very good point. What have you heard or what are you feeling about Cindy Lauper? Because I'm very close to her as well. She was my first ever concert back in 1986. I saw her on the True Colors tour. There's a part of me that thinks that as yet another ballot debutante, there might be some momentum for her. And in general, when in doubt, when I have a fifth slot, I tend to want to throw it to a woman mm -hmm. just for the sake of everything you guys have been preaching about, the sheer paucity of women in the hall and how ridiculous. Yeah, that's totally fair. I say she has a good shot. She's maybe on the bubble. She has the shine of being new to the she ballot. She has the shine. She is, I think, well-liked in the industry. She's worked with a lot of people. She's someone who, even though she hasn't performed at an induction ceremony, she's someone who shows up to events like this with some regularity. You know, I even think, I think I said it on our Cindy episode, but like you look at her IMDb self-credited and it's like, oh, okay, she's been on every late night talk show that has existed since she's been around. She'll like pop up on John Oliver and 30 Rock and she's just like someone who is like a, a friendly face that is hard to dislike. It was and, in the 80 for Brady music video, yeah, apparently. Right? Just like, like uh, uh, and someone who has big hits and name recognition, everybody's mom knows who Cindy Lauper is. She's like the weirdest person your mom's ever and uh, seen. And I feel like I'm seeing her more also with the, uh, I hate the words coming out of her mouth, but the overturning of Roe. Like, I think you're seeing her, um, like clips of her and her opinion is being asked as well. I, I just feel like she's a little more in the in the public eye. That's also a good place as well if that is someone who is near and dear to your heart and it would feel like good to vote for them. And she's not out, you know what I mean? Like she's not she's not a lock by any means, but she is not a lost cause. She's not a lost cause. Either. No. It's kinda of hard yeah. to tell. You know, we is she gonna be uh, a Pat Benatar, where you're like, oh, she'll be fine, and then she's not. And that's a good analogy, by the way, because, I mean, <laughs> you guys rightfully chided me when I revealed that the first year Pat was on the ballot, I said, oh, she's fine, she doesn't need my vote, and oh, how mistaken I was. My I jaw. Not... Yeah, I know. <laughs> and then I did not make that mistake the second time. And yeah. I sort of feel like, you know, big-lunged 80s rock star slash pop star who could use my vote. Mm-hmm. There's a there's a big part of me that thinks maybe I just need to assume that Cindy is in that same oh definitely guitar slot and I need to throw a vote her way you know yes she could use it she would she'd love to have it yeah I think that's a good move I think Cindy's it wow interesting I see I thought Cindy's chances were not very good but Joe has me uh, has me thinking differently when, when it comes down to it and, and you and you do the mom test it's like she passes it with flying colors and but like you know who else did was Pat Benatar it's hard <laughs> to tell and it's also like you know the hall in, in its patterns change but they change gradually and you never know you think you might know what what the patterns are and then it surprises you so and Cindy has recorded songs that I kid you not are standards like oh not only, yeah not only true colors for the LGBTQ community but she wrote time after time which, is, you know, was covered by Miles oh, Davis yeah. for crying out loud, like, and lots of other people. Like, these are iconic songs. I just saw Air, the Affleck movie last week, and Time After Time is in that movie too. You know, like, it's 
it's eternal. That's all. But to be fair, yeah. isn't every song ever recorded in a movie? Fair, fair. The number of needle drops in that the movie needle. is fucking ridiculous. But very yes. funny, very silly. But I digress. Yeah, um, I think Cindy's a great fifth uh, vote. I think that's an excellent. I think I'm talking myself into it. Um, you should. It's 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 hard. I, it pains me not to vote for either the Spinners or Tribe, but it seems like. Out of everybody who could use this vote, Cindy could use this vote. Yeah, why don't you go ahead and do do Cindy, and that that'll bring your ballot to Kate Bush, Missy Elliott, Joy Division, New Order, Cindy Lauper, and George Michael. Great ballot, Chris. Thank you. What a what a I'm just I'm happy. I'm ending on an up. I'm I'm an upswing. I'm feeling good, good about the whole thing. And you know what? You can you can be here as we. And again, we did not talk to as many voters as we have in years past, but we do have a little bit of data that we can go through. And you know, you're a bit of a data guy. I am. You like, I'm, I'm you like your numbers. <laughs> I like the numbers. You could say that. Two artists who uh, did not get any votes from the nine people we talked to. Do you want to guess who they are? Or can I guess who they are? I'll have Chris guess, and then I'll guess, even though I was here. You were impressive <laughs> uh, for it. Did anybody vote for Cheryl Crow? Nope. No. That's the yeah. only one I can think of. Oh, wait. I think I know. So nobody voted no, for Cheryl Crow, which is like, uh, you know, will will be a great example of how our sample does not reflect the voting body oh, at large. Oh, I know who else. And then, I know who else got no votes. Rage? Yes. Yeah. That's it. That's it. We had... One artist get one vote, and that Maiden. would be Iron Maiden. I was going to get. I was going to guess Maiden. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, good. I'm glad somebody's voting for Maiden. They deserve it. They, should, um, they yeah. absolutely do. And then when it comes to two votes, we've got three artists here. Now I think it's starting to get like a maybe a little more difficult to guess. I mean, Chris, unless you have the recall, which I do not know uh, you as a person who. Two votes would be Soundgarden. I'm impressed and... they have two votes. That's nice. Is it Cindy who has two now? Chris's vote brings Cindy to three. So three, okay. Zivon? Zivon got three. Okay. The White so, yeah. Stripes got two. Uh, Interesting. And Tribe got two. Okay. Uh, also with three votes, uh, Chris, your vote uh, for George Michael brought him up to three. And then we've got Willie had four. And then at five, we have a three-way tie. So if if our collective had a ballot, Willie would be on it. He'd sure. be he'd be the fifth slot, and then the three way tie: Kate Bush, Missy Elliott, Joy Division, New Order. Yeah, those nice. are you know our our three. I'm pleased out of those three, the one I'm most pleased by, and even a little surprised by, is Kate. Even though, as we say, this is the best possible year for her. I never take Kate for granted um, in a situation nope. like this. Don't do so. it. Yeah. And then the person, the artist that got the most votes of of anybody, surprisingly, was the Spinners. With six, huh. Mm -hmm. huh. I mean, that's our sample. That's really that's our, sample. our sample. Right now, if the spinners don't get in this year, yeah, that will definitely say that our sample is not representative. Mm -mm. No, and to be clear, it's absolutely not. <laughs> we do that already, but you know, I I would say of of the different types of people we talked to, uh, you know, was it just the the old 70s guys who wanted to vote for the spinners, there were, you know, six out of nine, so ne nearly everybody we, we talked to. And a lot of people we talked to were considering the spinners, even if they if they didn't go there, so. It's it's right on the bubble for me. I would mm -hmm. love to vote for them, but I'm pleased to hear that others are voting for them because enough already, they richly deserve it. Yeah, that's this year's voter calling episode. 
Thank you for being here. Thank you yes, for thank being you, a Chris. part of this. It's <laughs> always, thank you for always voting great to talk so to you. well. A great ballot. <laughs> great ballot. I mean, we saw Flawless. we saw we saw some some very good ballots. Yeah, we uh, really saw many good ballots this year. I'm very pleased. Maybe gives us too much hope, but yes, and that uh, is always the danger that these episodes bring. And we'll we'll find out soon enough. I think you know within a few days of this dropping, we will be having our announcement. It'll come midweek, so look out for that. And, uh, you know, listen to Hit Parade. Since you're the last guest of the run, yeah, you get, you the get to be a part of the plug. I get the plug, yeah, I'll you take it. You get the plug. Thank and, you of course, uh, our followers know they can uh, go to Rock Hall Pod on Twitter and Instagram to see what's going on with us. RockHallPod.gmail.com is the email. If you want Kristen to see that, you need to designate that somewhere to your message. Otherwise, I'm not going to forward it. She doesn't want to see it. Subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts. Rate and review us five stars only. Anything less would be cruel. Five stars for every person you vote for on the ballot. Why not say that? Uh, thank you to Mike Lloyd for the logo. Thank you to Yusuke Kim for the music. And thank you to Pantheon Podcast for hosting us. I'm Joe Kozala. I'm Kristen Studdard. And who cares? About the Rock Hall. It's NFL draft season. And that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points.